three, two, one, and hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Jeru Entertainment Podcast, hosted by myself, Elijah Sadio, aka DJ Jeru. Today, we have a special guest, a childhood friend of mine, Elijah Smith. Elijah Smith, tell everybody hello. Hey, everybody, what's up? <laughs> so, if anybody doesn't know Elijah Smith, we have known him since I was probably about eight or nine years old. Yeah, dude, like eight, seven, something like that, man. Yeah, we met. Um, well, we used to play for the Mustangs. Yeah, back in little league peewee football, man. Yeah, man. Um, and then my dad used to teach PE at your school, and yeah. he, he was one of your PE teachers. Yeah, man, a little Northeast stallion over here, dude. Yeah, way yeah. out there in the Northeast, man. And the reason why you were at in the Northeast, but you live on the West Side, is because your mom worked there, right? Yeah, my mom was actually a school nurse out yeah. there, dude. Is she still nursing? Yeah, she's still nursing, just not in the Northeast anymore. No, where's she at? She's working now at CCTE. CCTE. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, up there off of uh, Cotton Street. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, man, I remember, you know, always seeing your mom, seeing your brother, and seeing your family at the Mustangs games and at practices. Right, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Levi, you're, you know, and the whole group. So <laughs> who, who else did you say? Who'd you mention right now? Mm, who else did I mention? You mentioned earlier about um, the people that we the people that we knew from the Mustangs. Who do, who do, uh, who do like you the, still see? Uh, the last person I think I saw was Co actually no, it was Mark, little Mark. You remember him? Mark Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah. his mom recently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him. He actually played with me at Franklin during football season. Really? He did? Yeah, dude, because he moved from Canatillo to Franklin for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, dude, he was playing with me. I was like, dang, dude, you got tall. Yeah, he's tall. Dude, he's tall. And now. he got, like, he, like, his last time I saw him, he thinned out, and he looks good. Like, right, dude? Well, it's because the last time I saw his mom, he, she said that he was going to try to join the Marines, mm -hmm. and he was going to go in the Army. So I was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, that's probably why he was trying to slim down a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, man, dude, he lost a lot of weight because he was tall and heavy. yeah, and he knew it. He was he was a pretty tough guy on the Mustangs. Him and his cousin, his cousin Jacob. I don't know if you remember Jacob. Yeah, I haven't seen him in years since we were little kids. But he told he tells me about Jacob. Yeah, and he was telling me like, oh, he he's like he lives. Uh, he's like he. I don't know if it's him or his brother that drives a FedEx truck, really, or a or a UPS truck. Wow. That's a UPS driver, a FedEx truck driver in Seattle or something like that. I don't know if it's it was Jacob or it was James, his brother James. They both used to play for the Mustangs. Yeah, they used to play for the Mustangs. Yeah. Another guy I saw recently, I think this is after I graduated from high school. You remember uh, Weddle? Weddle. Yeah, he was a guy. He was with me in the minor leagues because, you know, you're, you're younger than I am. Mm -hmm. And he was a guy that used to play with me. I saw him and he was working at Western Playland. Really? Yeah. On the little kitty truck. <laughs> he was there. I was like, what the hell? Really? Yeah, dude. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know who I saw? And I had him for a class. His name was Randy. I don't know if you remember Randy. Randy. He was Filipino. I had him, for, had him for a class at UTEP. He's in the Kinese program. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I, don't I don't know if you don't remember him. He was like the only, they used to call him Chino. I mean, he was the only, ah. he was the only one. He was the only one that, uh, he was older. He probably played with Levi. Yeah, probably. He, yeah, his name is Randy Ramos, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he was a he was a really good athlete, and, and yeah. he still is. Not from what I and he did he does like MMA and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, I haven't you know I saw him eh, maybe like like a semester ago. 
Dang. I saw him, but the two semesters ago, I had him for a class or two or three semesters, and I was like, "Hey, remember me from the Mustangs?" He's like, "Yeah, I remember you, bro. How are you been?" Like, I was like, "Yeah, I've been good." Yeah, I do. It's odd when you do that, right? When you see people that you've never seen in like a long time, you're just yeah. like, "Man, how you been?" Yeah, Something everybody, like you know, everybody says, "Oh man, you look this, you kind of look the same," because oh, I'm still baby faced, you know. Yeah, same here, dude. I get that all the time. Yeah. Like you look the same to me. You always look the you same. Always look the same. <laughs> I've gone that ever since I like graduated from high school. Like, man, you don't change. I'm like, well, apparently not. <laughs> no, man, that's me. I haven't, I haven't changed at all. And they say I'm very baby faced. I uh, maybe just a deeper voice, but that's about it. You know? Yeah, just about. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say that I have a good like deep radio voice, and I don't see it. Oh, like very calm. Like very calm, very <laughs> like deep. This is like, CNN. Like, like <laughs> I was gonna, I, yeah, like this is CNN live in El Paso. There has been a bunch of people waiting outside. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else. I don't know how to. Uh, I don't know how to like keep keep it going i'd get yeah. nervous and talk but yeah. i think a podcast is like the perfect way i really I mean, do think it's the perfect way it's the perfect way to get started mm -hmm. you know and and develop that that radio or that that commentator voice mm -hmm. i think it's really good also helps you get out of like comfort zone if you're like a shy guy yeah i'm a like very that. shy guy and lately i haven't been but mm -hmm. but i used to be a really shy guy and i still kind of am i think like I think we kind of grow out that when we're kids, you know. Yeah. Like as soon as you get into high school, you have to hang out with a bunch of people. Yeah, that's that was that was me, man. Like yeah. uh, now that it, now it, now that I've gotten out a lot more, mm -hmm. you know, you know, been more um, active, more um, involved with with you know the community. Yeah. So I've been I I I, um, I don't think. I was that bad when I was young. I used to still like it, but now it's like on another level. Like, I I would always have had like like anxiety, like what is it called? Public anxiety. What do they call that? Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. It's like a psychological. Yeah, I mean it wasn't anything major, but yeah. I always like like oh dang it, what if I go out and somebody starts something with yeah. me? You know, I get I get worried about. I used to get worried. Now I don't care. Like I just yeah. be, now I go and I have a good time. Nobody bothers me. Yeah, I used to be like that, you know, because I was a mom boy because I'm the youngest uh -huh. of my brothers. Uh -huh. And, you know, you had to clinch on to someone so you could feel safe. Yeah. But you can't grow out of that. Yeah, I, get, I grew good, out of that. That's a good thing, though. Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's what I used to have. I And and now I'm on this podcast. You know, I've, I've learned how to open up and yeah. talk about issues really well, i hope so i hopefully hopefully it can get a lot bigger get some more views hopefully the podcast can be even more interesting and get more i can get some more people on here someone that's you know yeah. so maybe that has a little bit well known i mean who's gonna honestly want to come into the garage and <laughs> start talking with me They're yeah i like, mean i'm in like the silence of the lands yeah, right exactly, now <laughs> exactly he's gonna throw me in the well <laughs> yeah I, yeah that's that's exactly why i'd have to probably really know like a person that maybe he's well known i would have to know them really well yeah. personally and then invite them in but i mean yeah like i've i've practiced like talking mm. like and keeping and keeping it going because in a podcast you can't stop you got to keep moving yeah keep on talking. you can't keep on talking and i used to when i used to do is i used to freeze when i would do any kind of uh presentation or when I'd get like uh 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 and I freeze but stutter. now I'd, or I'd say um too much. Mm. I've learned how to decrease it, but I still say it. Might as well make a drinking game out of it. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, make it like, oh bro. Uh, but um, 
No, that everybody would be everybody. If the old me, everybody would be gone. Like they already be like passed out. Daddy passed out. Like, how many ums I would say? Yeah, exactly. Especially during those presentations. Yeah, but like, like I'd practice like talking on the radio and saying hello, everybody. Welcome to the Drew Entertainment Podcast. Welcome, and here is my special guest, Elijah Smith. I used to like had to do that. Yeah, just, have, to keep it, just to kind of like you know spice it up a little yeah, bit. <laughs> I, I we'll see. I mean, yeah. So. We were taught. You asked me about concerts that uh, I've been to, and I was like, and we talked a little bit on on social media about your your concerts, and then yeah. and uh, your experience with you know going to EDM. Yeah. Um, what are what are your ex- concert experiences? What was your first concert? So the first concert I went to that was actually EDM. It was a concert that used to be out here a long time ago, mm-hmm. maybe like two three years ago, which was Sun City Music Fest, mm-hmm. which was a big you know edm concert at the time first time i went out there i had someone actually come up to me and ask me hey do you have any e on you and i'm like i just look at her and i'm like do i look like a drug dealer yeah oh yeah they ask you they Ooh, they, they ask you like i went to neon desert and the guy's like you want some i said no i'm good bro i don't i don't i don't do any drugs yeah uh, at all mm. i stay i even stay away from marijuana mm. I, and then that's i'm not judging anybody that does no, do it no. but i just that's my preference i want to stay off of it you know oh, sure i'll have a few of my my beers but i'll take it easy you yeah. know i don't drink to get real stupid i don't i don't take shots or anything like that yeah. but anyway you were saying about the concert that you went to yeah but it was it was a blast dude like it was just open environment everyone like every Basically, like every color of the rainbow was out there. It was amazing because mm-hmm. it really showed that everybody can come together and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. No matter what you are. I like going to concerts where everybody has a good time, everybody's behaving, and we can listen to the music without having your phone out like every five seconds. Because when I went to Neon Desert, I went my first time this last year in 2019 really? everybody had their phones up and i couldn't see the stage mm. i said oh, you know what i just i didn't record much i only recorded like twice the whole night because i was like i want to live the moment i, I want to remember this mm. back in the day they couldn't do that you didn't they didn't yeah. have camera phones yeah okay. well majority of the time it was like underground and stuff like yeah that, yeah that's how pretty much concerts started off like big festivals yeah when, like the big festival that um that was always talked about was uh woodstock you know that's a big rock that's like one of the greatest uh um, musical festivals that's ever existed all hands down man like you know you had guys like Jimi hendrix janice joplin all those guys from like the carlos santana carlos santana dude going out there you know he was he was tripping on on acid. There was a story he was tripping real bad yeah. when he when he was playing the guitar. He, mm-hmm. he he was like trying to like pull him. This guy he said I I he says I'll never I never I'll never do that ever again. He says that was really bad. This guy he didn't he said something like he didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. and they oh just take it just take it you know peer pressure. Yeah, and he took it and he says the guitar started like moving up and down and yeah. he couldn't it felt he felt like he couldn't control the guitar i think that's like one of the biggest things when it's concert related like festivals and stuff is the drug activity yeah. that goes on in there and you know i i just don't see the point no you I, can't enjoy it like like i understand you have a few drinks relax and enjoy the concert you know that kind of but drugs you, you, you it's like you, i think it kills the mood yeah I think. I think so too that's my that's just my preference on it mm-hmm. but uh 
I really do think that it's just been a bigger problem because you remember back in those days, those news reports on Electric Daisy Carnival, mm-hmm. you know, the overdoses and stuff like that. I really do think that, you know, stuff like that really needs to like calm down. There, there's nothing wrong about having fun, but mm-hmm. taking it to that extreme is a big thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I just, you know, like I said, I don't really see, like, I think when you, uh, when you take drugs or you, uh, um, or you, you're under the influence of something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it, it takes away the experience. So really you might does. not even remember what happened. I mean, if you do more power to you, <laughs> but that's just what I would think. I mean, I've never taken any kind of drug before. No. So, but I, I don't know, like I've seen people on it mm-hmm. and I'm like, like they, they, they don't even, they look like they're all enjoying, but they're like. Out, they're twacked out man and they can't it's like oh man i don't want to be seen like that in public you know yeah either like dude like the last time i went to sun city i had a girl and this was not even in the concert this mm. was like getting into it like in the lines and everything mm. this girl has a full-blown panic attack uh-huh. i don't know if she was on drugs or something but like i was like someone needs to get like ents out here because she's probably gonna have like a heart attack if she oh yeah goes in like this there was a bunch of people that were just passing out uh, at neon. Yeah. There was a girl that these people carrying these, this girl, her face was like, she was just like, uh, like you can see God. she was passed out. Her eyes were closed. And then you know, some girls they had their eyes like, you know, rolling in the back of their head mm-hmm. almost. And then there were like, like just a limp body and the guys were trying to carry her out. I'm like, man, you see they were probably on drugs and they were probably on a lot of alcohol and they were dehydrated. See, like you do all that and you, you look, you got to leave early. And then you don't like join at the time. Yeah, and especially you if you're with a big group of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you, there you're a burden now. Mm-hmm. You're a burden to them. They want to enjoy the concerts, and you oh, can't yeah. let them. Like my very first concert was when I was like eight years old. It was at Six Flags, and I saw Flo Rida. Really? That that was like when he barely blew up. Like he blew oh, okay. up big with his with low with T Pain. Yeah. Dude. That was like he was big. Like he was like the biggest rapper out there, mm. and he was like one of my favorites when i was young yeah and i saw it at six flags and it was for free as long as you paid for the tickets to, to get, get into it. the park he was performing and he did he did uh even the album was actually a pretty good album back mm. then there was a lot of hits on it oh yeah and, dude, like one hit wonder type stuff yeah yeah and he that low man he he invited like i don't know why he did this like it was weird he invited a bunch of girls onto the stage to dance yeah. and then he gave this girl jewelry and then like i saw at the end she he he's like oh here I, I i left you out so here i'll do it here you can take my jewelry and he gave it to her and then she walks off like they're and he's like hey i need that back like oh <laughs> like this guy dude oh, what a messed up move, <laughs> yeah man. dude he met, i was like dude are you serious i mean you already gave it away there's no turning back they, like i think what happened was um one of his uh one of his guys was like hey you got to get that Jeweler, you gotta get your your bling back, man. You, you, that's too expensive. Like, bro, that costs like a quarter of a million. Yeah, <laughs> there you may yeah, not lose man. that. Imagine, yeah. At that time, he he's probably now. He, if he would have done something like that, he probably wouldn't have cared that much. Yeah. But since back then, he was barely blowing up, and he was barely getting his money going. Mm-hmm. He was probably like, I need that jewelry. I need but that bling. I can't lose that. Yeah. <laughs> he gave it to her, and she was like going all crazy, and and it like it reminded me of the time. Uh, when Tyga was performing at yeah. Neon, he brought all these girls on stage, and then these girls, all they were doing was filming themselves. 
on stage oh, dude. back then they didn't they had flip phones mm. and i think i saw maybe two girls just take pictures with him yeah but they were out there just there there he played low and the dj played low and then he was just they were just back in your pocket yeah everybody no man they were all just out there they weren't even dancing like like grotesque they were just dancing and mm. yeah and he was out there dancing with them it was it was a clean like family friendly concert Right. And I think they told him you have to be. It has to be because mm. kids are allowed. Right. Because I was like, yeah, keep it. PG I was like, I, was, I think I was. How old was I? I think I was like eleven or twelve. I, I think I might have yeah. said eight or nine, but I think I was actually older. Mm. I think I was like ten or eleven. Mm. And he didn't blow up in like. I think he blew up when I was in fifth grade. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was about ten, the, ten or with eleven. The song glow. Yeah, he. I was like ten or eleven back in 2008 this concert yeah. was 2008 it was it was cool i liked it but it was hot dude because it was during hot. the day yeah. you know what he was doing like <laughs> he you know how like they pull their pants down halfway and you can yeah. see their underwear he poured water on so his head cool. and then it poured down his back and it wet his like underpants so you the girl you could see through the underpants and i was like oh man like i don't want to see that dude <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay but it, i guess you know he wants to be all like like oh my gosh like be gotta, all gotta stay hydrated man. yeah yeah and he was trying to i guess he was trying to be all cute for the girls out there and he tore he took his shirt off because he only's a built guy back right. then he was even he was way built I, I don't know i haven't seen him now but he was like buff Dude, i get the feeling like he's like rick ross's size maybe half maybe now. i would have to look it up yeah, yeah. but yeah oh rick ross oh, i don't know how many people can top oh, rick ross man that boy is big dude that boy big man <laughs> i haven't i've only been so i've only been to a handful of concerts mm. i've been to uh to the, that was my first one mm. and then i went to this like freestyle gym okay i don't know if you've ever heard of freestyle music it's like what a, it's like what our parents would listen to oh, okay i went with my parents so a like long time ago stuff in there? no it was oh man it's hard to explain it's very it's like a hip-hop beat but it's it's like in the 80s like in the early mm. 80s and then 90s late late 80s and then early 90s they had it there's even a few that were late 90s too but it's very like like i, I can't explain it but it, it comes it has like a very latin uh, oh, okay. style rhythm Nah, I get it now. Yeah, it's it, it, and it's there's a lot of big artists that were there. Like, I mean, people that would that know these artists know like, oh, they're huge. Like, like you know, like Lisa, Lisa. Like, know, let's go. Yeah, they're like all the people that are like twice our age are like, hell yeah, dude! I used to listen. And I used to go to to the clubs back in Juarez, and we used to listen to that. Yeah, hell, yeah. That's the kind of uh, that's the kind of. Uh, style of that music it's just very like it's very it's not oh, so rap it's at like, all it's like disco techno it's kind of it is it is it has a lot of disco and it. it's got a lot of disco influence or yeah. or r&b it's very r&b mm. but just mixed with a lot of those upbeat style techno sounds and it it is so popular in el paso and in Juarez and mm. And then I went to this other old school jam that I went with my parents to, very like seventies R and B, eighties R and B, even in the sixties too, fifties. And then I haven't been. Then Neon Desert. That was the only concerts I've ever been mm -hmm. to. I hope I'm not forgetting any, but yeah, those are the ones I've been to. Because unlike you, I've been to like you know handful of concerts. Mm -hmm. My actual first concert was a rock show at the Don Haskins Center called the Carnival of Madness Tour. For all you guys that ever heard of this. It brought in guys like Chevelle, Evanescence, 
Yeah. Um, oh, what was the other band? Um, Hailstorm was there too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I went, think I, I think I heard, yeah. How long ago was this? Oh, this had to be like in 2013, 2012, really? something like that. Huh. Because I was like in middle school, about ready to go mm-hmm. into high school when this concert came out. I saw, I, you know what? I, now I remember I saw more rock. I saw a couple of rock concerts too. Um, but are there any other rock concerts you've heard? Oh, the last one I went to was Downtown Street Fest. Yeah, me too. And was with Seether. Seether. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of them, but I've never, I didn't see that. I didn't go see it that year. But they were good that year. And I'm a big Seether fan because, you know, I grew up in the 90s. Yeah. And they're like an alternative heavy metal rock band. And uh-huh. man, they put on such a hell of a show. It was amazing. Yeah. The last one I saw, I was talking about, those are the concerts that I've been to at the Downtown Street Fest. Mm. They used to have like the old school rock. Right. They, and it transitioned into very modern. Mm. I don't And I don't know if it'll ever go back. Like I saw Cheap Trick right and fog hat yeah like many years ago like in 2011 or 12 or something like that yeah and then the next year or the next couple of years i forgot who it was it was bachman turner overdrive mm. i saw bachman bto and then it was this other uh rock group that was pretty popular too but it was more modern yeah and i bachman turner overdrive was really good um cheap trick was awesome and fog hat those are the three other one those are the three rock um rock concerts that i've been to and they they did a good job, man. Cause I've been to you know I've been this I saw Seether, and then I before I saw Seether, when I went to my first downtown, I saw Rob Zombie. Yeah, and that show was crazy. Uh huh. Like a lot of things went he, down. He's got he's got a, he's got good music. He really does, dude. And this music, you know, that we listen to even when we were kids, because you know our parents mm-hmm. listen to that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and. Um, what other what other concerts have you seen besides rock edm have you seen any rap i have not seen a rap concert mm-hmm. and i've been meaning to go but i just i just can't get into you know the new school rap i can't get no into i can't it. get into the new stuff like you know i still like you know listening to wu-tang clan I still oh yeah, like listening to yeah. nwa ice cube yeah. you know, guys like that Those, that's like my favorite kind of rap yeah like who are your favorite rappers my, if i had to list off like my top three favorite rappers it would would have to be man this is actually really hard because there's a lot of them <laughs> just the three ones that you can that are from the top of your head so i would have to say eminem because you know he's really 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 good with the bars off the top of his head oh yeah and they have he's a really a good, good he's, be- he's he's probably one of the best like like freestyle mm-hmm. he just, it's he's very smart yeah very smart guy and i next one would have to be biggie biggie mm-hmm. smalls because man that dude blew it he blew it up his flow he's his got a really good flow it was amazing mm-hmm. and then i would have to say the last one would be easy easy yeah well easy does it man easy always does it man. easy always does it yeah woke, woke up quick about <laughs> noon yeah uh, what is it woke up quick at around about noon, noon. Just thought I had to get be, in Compton soon. Yeah, had to be in Compton soon. Yeah. <laughs> I was list, I was watching that movie earlier. Oh, you were watching the yeah, movie? Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. Mm. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go into something that I have never done before. We're going to do a Q&A about Elijah Smith so we can get to know you a little bit better. All right, so I'm going to hit you with the first question, and you're going to tell me about it. And then if you want to add on to it, go for it. So here's the first question in the Q&A. What is the first thing you notice about a person? I think the first 
thing I know about a person is their type of clothes. You know, like I, I'm a very big guy on like judging a book by the cover. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like you know, first person, first impressions really get to me. So when I see a guy like say go into a bar and he's like dressed and you know, like kind of like pimped out suit and all that stuff, I'm like, man, this guy's. Oh, there's something about him I'm not gonna like. <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Okay, moving on to the next one. What are some challenges you think the next generation will face? Actually, I see it a lot even to today in this generation. I think it's, you know, and trying to keep it upbeat, but I think it's actually, you know, parenting styles, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know, a lot of kids, they get parented a little bit different than, you know, how you and me grew up. Mm-hmm. And it's I think it's become a really bad habit. And, you know, they become spoiled and they don't, you know, learn how to be on their own and stuff like They're that. They're very clingy. They're very the clingy and yeah. irresponsible too, dude. Yeah, that's, no, I would have to agree. Um, what is, uh, what is the first thing you would do if you won the lottery? Well, first of all, I'm paying off my tuition. God. <laughs> oh, me, dude. That's 100% me. I'm definitely paying off my tuition on that. Uh-huh. And I think the last thing I do is just help out my family. With anything that they needed, something, you know, major, something to help them out. Yeah. Just so that I know that they're going to be financially secure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, goal, what goals do you have in the next five years? Well, one, the biggest goal that I've had for the longest time is I'm actually not wanting to still live here in El Paso. It, you want to move? Yeah, I actually do want to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, something a little bit more new. Newer environment, sure. San Antonio, Austin, something like that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't leave Texas. I'm a Texas boy. Yeah, blood and blood. Yeah, through same. So I would never leave Texas. Just somewhere you know, a little bit cooler, new environment. I think the last goal would be just you know, maybe start up a business. You know, what kind of business? Uh, financial banking, something that help sure. out you know the less fortunate. You know, get them, you know starting up, saving money for their kids so that you know they can you know start growing their futures cool deal cool deal what are your favorite sports i'm a big football fan football you know i'm a las vegas raiders day and night man i'm also a golfer i do like golf yeah favorite golfer is still always tiger woods yeah even through all of his struggles oh yeah he's my favorite golfer too and then we used to play golf together and we, we you played at franklin and then i played at coronado but we'll get into that later yeah <laughs> when we finish our q a um, what would your dream home look like? Very typical, very typical country boy style, you know, home built house, you know, out there in the pasture, you know, nice green, tall grass out there, set out there, you know, so you can like enjoy a beer and, you know, enjoy the sunset. Man. Yeah, exactly. So your music preference to listen to. I'm a rock and roll guy. Rock and roll. I grew up, you know, listening to alternative rock, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Stone Temple Pilots, and it's just been a genre that's, you know, stayed in my heart and my soul that I would never change, drop, or anything. Okay. So, like, those old school classics that you can never... Oh, you can't replicate it either. You can never replicate it. Like, I hear all the new rock, and I'm just like, 
No, this is no. Dude. It's just like the new rap. It's mm-hmm. not gonna. It's not. I can't replicate the old rap. It will never replicate the old stuff. Do you have a favorite memory of us? Do you, anything that you remember? I know I. I do. I have. A I know memory. you do. I think my fondest memory. And I don't think I've told you this, but you remember the time when we went to Western Playland with Levi, a buddy of his, and it was my grandma that took us. Oh, was it wet and wild? Yeah, it was wet and wild. Oh, okay. Yeah, we all went out there, and my like yeah, cousin Josh I was with us. Yeah, and that was probably my fondest memory. And uh-huh. God rest my grandmother's soul; she passed away. Oh, okay, the, my in condolences. November. Oh in man, wow. Yeah, no, she was a very nice lady. I know, dude. Yeah, my favorite memory is one time my dad had a. Well, there was a take your child to to school day, and <laughs> I was there. You were there. You can't. Your mom worked there so you you actually I went to that school you I had you, to be there <laughs> you were able to take your child to work day every day for you and for levi too and oh, I, yeah, I, dude. Gosh. I remember one time there was one uh it was in the afternoon and you were in fifth we were both in fifth grade mm. or maybe we were younger i don't remember there's been we were like in third grade dude. maybe yeah. and we were out and i saw you and i was like and my dad's like hey look it's elijah why don't you go why don't you go play with him and i said sure and then you were like playing handball against like like oh the, yeah the, the building yeah we were and playing it, wall ball yeah game. wall ball oh, yeah god dude. Oh, that was such a brutal game yeah we, we were playing oh, we were playing uh a wall ball yeah that's one of the the memories that i had and then at wet and wild you just remember i just remembered about that yeah yeah like wow that's true we all went yeah. to wet and wild one we time went wild we ate yeah. there we went on rides trying to see who can get down to amazon the fastest yeah <laughs> oh you keep- know what we bought we bought a tube that you could fit three. I think they used to let you have yeah. one of those tubes where you can have three people. Yeah. I don't know if they do it anymore. I don't think they've done it. The last time I went there, it was just like, you know, the two or the, the single. single. Yeah. yeah. I, they used to let three people on, and we that would Dude, you would go down fast. <laughs> you're, you're in the dark, and you're like hanging all the slopes and stuff. And, and everybody's like, oh, all, God, oh, God. Yeah, everybody's all screaming. <laughs> like, oh, like, get me off, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, those are, those are some good times. I just remembered that. Mm-hmm. Your cousin went with us yeah, it dude. was me you levi yeah. and your cousin right and that was it or who uh, else was levi's buddy josh uh yeah Wattis was with us yeah and man that was just a great memory uh-huh. and then. you know what i have i also have another memory it may not be the favorite but one time i you know remember your brother used to pole vault yeah Franklin? and one time i showed up we had a little like a exhibition pole vault meet yeah it was coronado and franklin that was it mm-hmm. and then and levi was pole vaulting and i ran into you and it was like hey what's up elijah hey Hey Elijah, what's up, Elijah? Like, <laughs> and, and everybody's just looking at us, yeah. like, who, 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 who's, who's, who's who? Yeah, exactly. And I, you're, I was like, so yeah, what's up, man? You're doing pole vaulting? You're like, nah, bro. I'm like, why not? And you're like, and I was like, I was messing with you. I was like, are, are you scared? And you're like, shut the hell up, Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I wasn't scared. Just I couldn't pole vault. I don't know why I couldn't pole vault. I was, I was a better hurdler than anything. Yeah, I know. I was just like giving you a hard time yeah, at the dude. time. Yeah, I knew you weren't, but I was just messing with you. And I remember Levi used to was pretty good at it, wasn't he? Yeah, he actually got two scholarships to go pole vault, but really? they were partials. Yeah, one for Oklahoma, and the other one was at Trinity mm-hmm. in San Antonio. Yeah, and then Paulo, remember that guy? Paulo's freaking blowing it up right now at Kansas right now, man. He's in Kansas. I saw his dad recently. He's a he's a he's a track coach at UTEP. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was like, oh, coach, that's Coach Benavides, because he used to coach with my dad at Moorhead. I knew knew that he went to Coronado for a while. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was at Lincoln, and then he went to Moorhead, Mm. and then he then he. 
ended up at I guess he ended, did he end up at Coronado? I think he ended up at Coronado because I think his one of his youngest daughters went to Coronado. Yeah, I, I think she was uh, yeah volleyball or something uh-huh. like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't seen. Now he's like, "Hey, man, how are you?" And I was like, hey, "It's Coach Sadio's son." At first, he didn't recognize me, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, that's right. How you doing, man? How's your dad?" I haven't, there's another person I haven't seen in a while, but yeah, I used to play with Paulo on yeah. the must, on, not on the must, in the let for Lincoln. Yeah, he was a quarterback, and then, uh, then in pole vaulting, I would see him. Yeah. You know, at the pole vault meets. Yeah, that guy was insane, bro. Man, like, ridiculously from, good. Besides from you, from guys I knew from Lincoln, you know, I haven't seen those guys in like years, except mm-hmm. for one guy. His mm-hmm. name was uh, Ryan Duran. Yeah, yeah, I know him. I yeah. see him. I saw him on Cincinnati, dude. He lost a lot of yeah, weight. Yeah, he did. Dude. I think someone told me he lost a lot of weight. Dude, he lost a ton of weight, and he's DJing too. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's a DJ now. Everybody wants to be. The everybody DJ. wants to. Everybody want. It's fun. I like it. Um, all right, so um, football. Let's talk oh, football. Oh man, they're getting back into that now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Just for a little while, and then, <laughs> then we'll move on. But what are your Super Bowl predictions? It's the the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, man. I really hate KC. I've always hated KC. Really? Yeah, dude. I just, I don't know what. And it's not the team. It's not the organization. It's not the coaches. It's just one guy that just rubs me the wrong way. Mm. Patrick Mahomes. Really? Yeah, dude. He rubs me the wrong way. There's something about him I just don't like. Either is that... He when he plays, he's a lot more cockier than most quarterbacks that I've mm. seen in the NFL. Yeah, you know, there's a time to be cocky, but there's not a time to be like To cocky, dude. Oh yeah, no, To's on another level, level of cocky, cocky dude. dude. And I really do think that you know Patrick Mahomes is really getting there because mm-hmm. there's gonna be one time that he's gonna, you know, throw a pass and his receiver's not gonna catch it. And he's gonna be like, hey, "That's your fault, man, that you didn't catch that." Like a To type. You know what that reminds me of mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's how Aaron Rodgers has kind of become like. That's how we got rid of Mike McCarthy yeah. because he owns like what sixty forty percent or something like that of the Packers, <sighs> and he was the reason why yeah. they, they got rid of Mike McCarthy. And he was like, "Oh, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that." And one thing I I always say is like, you never burn your bridges with anybody, like especially never. especially somebody that won a Super Bowl with you. Mm. You don't put the guy down like you or you don't expose that person. You know, that's one thing I, I lost respect as. I lost respect for Aaron Rodgers. Isn't he going to the Cowboys? McCarthy is. McCarthy is. Yeah, they yeah. signed him. Didn't yeah. They? Yeah. So I think McCarthy's a good coach. I think he's a good coach. I, I think, think he's a good fit. I think he's I think he's a, a really great fit for them to build up that program to you know, get them reestablished. Yeah. And I didn't like how Rodgers, you know, kind of like threw him under the bus with I all like that either. Yeah, man, it's just that's just how Rodgers has become, but he's 36 years old and he yet again He's missed out on another opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Really has, and he has all the that, fundamentals. Dude. It's, yeah, and it's not the coaching. It's not it, the coaching. It, no, it's him. Yeah, he's he, he's, and I know they were saying, oh, he doesn't have weapons and he doesn't have this. And no, he has like two weapons. He has Devontae Adams mm-hmm. and he has a, a. Ron Jones. Yeah, a. a. Ron Jones. Yeah. God, dude, Aaron, I remember when I actually ran track against Aaron. Really? Yeah. The anyone didn't know this, I ran track at Franklin. My brother ran track at Franklin, and Levi and Aaron used to have competitions to see who was the fastest. You can already tell who was the fastest out of that. Really? God, dude, those guys are fast. Him and his brother. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he has, like, cousins that are still, like, 
that he has a lot of family here. Like I, they go to Ross Middle School yeah. and Burgess High School. Yeah, dude. yeah he was at Bur- he went to Burgess. Yeah, right? him and yeah. Alvin they went to Burgess. Yeah, they were at Ross and then they went to Burgess. Cause yeah, I, I did compete against these guys for like a while. Mm-hmm. And God, man, they're it's like you know how they say like Jesus walks on water. Mm-hmm. It's literally like that. Like they're walking on air when they're running. It's that really? fast, dude. Oh yeah, it's. It's like insane. Kind of reminds me of this guy I knew from Coronado, and your brother probably knows him. He's probably about your brother's age. Is Bobby Chacon? Yeah, remember that guy? Big Bobby. Big Bobby, man. He oh God. man, I've seen him at the gym. He's just stacked, oh, man. He's God. big. Dude, I've seen it because he was fast, bro. Yeah. And my dad used to coach him at Moorhead many years ago, and he was fast. I remember seeing that kid. Yeah. He was the team, though, man. He was. He like, was the team of Coronado. It wasn't, you know, Sunshine. It was. Yeah, it was Bobby. What, what was it? Sunshine? I forgot uh, his name. I know his. He Courtney has all, or something. Courtney, like right? Yeah. I forgot his last name. Yeah, I forgot his last name. But I know everybody used to call him Sunshine. But then he shaved his head. Yeah, so he, he, yeah, he cut his hair because he yeah. wanted it was funny. Well, not shaved it, but yeah, he cut his hair. Yeah. Because here's the funny thing: is that he actually worked at Coronado for a bit, Coronado Country Club. Really? Yeah, he I was didn't a pool server during the summer oh, okay. before he went to college. And I saw him there. And I was like, man, he cut his hair like it used to be long. Remember back in Little League? Mm-hmm. Like it was like down to his shoulder pads. who did he play for for little league oh. did he play for like the seahawks or something yeah he played for the seahawks he played for the little seahawks yeah and man i saw him they would kill us every year we play him dude they, a lot of teams killed us when we yeah because you know the the mustangs weren't like i think you know how much it costed to be on the mustangs it costed 50 dollars. yeah that sounds actually about right it, co- it costs 50 bucks and you get all your equipment mm. you get a helmet you get a jersey, you get pants, and and then you also got a game jersey. They yeah, came with. They you know what? They took care of us. I they mean, really did, dude. But the talent. I mean, everybody wanted to be with the Seahawks. Oh man, that was like the trend. I remember the kids. Everyone oh, wanted to be with the Seahawks, the Tribe, or the Longhorns. The Longhorns or the Sun Devils. Remember yeah, the Sun Devils? Yeah, dude. God, dude. The guys from the Sun Devils huge yeah oh yeah they're big guys dude but that was like the trend like even if you didn't play a lot mm. like they would get benched oh i play for the sun devils but i'm like do you play a lot no but i play for the sun devils i remember kids used to say that yeah. in elementary school i'm like yeah but i'm playing for the mustangs but at least i'm playing i'm getting a lot of a playing time sun. a lot and even if you were benched, you still got some playing yes time in absolutely there. with them and in the, the second year i played with the mustangs we actually got into the playoffs we mm. were actually a pretty decent team but the first year, no, no, my, we're not good. My last year, we were actually good because we made it to the playoffs. We actually went too deep. Mm-hmm. And I remember because I was a back, and I also played a lot of special teams. So mm-hmm. I was like the special team, you know, specialist. And dude, I went up against guys that are hefty and big. I never thought I was gonna face guys like this again. And until I got to high school, it was like a whole another. It was like a whole new experience. I was like man these are some grown boys <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh yeah i don't know if you knew but my dad used to coach at franklin like back when i was like three years old oh yeah he probably knew the because i actually had the in, in, yeah back in the day you know who the coach the coaches were it was coach anderson yeah coach grijalva uh I, I forgot who else but there was a lot of the coaches that are at coronado they used to be at franklin yeah yeah I mean, everybody knows that, you know. Everybody knows that. And I've actually had, in high school, I actually took a class in anatomy and physiology with the original head coach of Franklin. I can't remember his name. Anatomy and physiology. Yeah, he's an anatomy and physiology teacher. I took anatomy and physiology, but I took it at EPCC, one. And then the the second 
anatomy and physiology I took at UTEP. Do I quit? Is it was he at UTEP or is he at EPCC? Oh, no, dude, this was in high school. Oh, anatomy in high school? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about college. Nah, dude. This oh, was, I was like, dang. dude, this was in high school, dude. There uh-huh. was anatomy and physiology class for high school, and there was also a forensic science class in high school mm-hmm. at Franklin. It mm-hmm. gave you all these options. Yeah, I took I took forensic science in high school my senior year. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, dude, I took anatomy. I thought it would be easy. Nope. That is no. So See, having to remember the entire nervous system is like hell on That's earth. like my degree. I mean, it's it's kinesiology and you yeah. have to, you don't have to maybe remember, remember all the nervous system, but you got to remember all the muscles, the names mm. and where it connects to. Exactly. You have to remember all that. I remember having to do that for a class. Well, back to football. <laughs> back, we, it, that's how it happens in yeah, podcasts. We, you we, get straight away. Yeah, we jumped easy. off a little bit. Yeah. But my prediction is, you know, the Niners are actually going to win. They you think the Niners are winning? look dangerous, dude. Both sides, defense and offense. Yeah, I just hope the Niners lose. I, I, I want. That's because you're a Cowboy fan, yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's 100% <laughs> You're just the, the YB why. left behind because, you know, the Steelers got six. And if the Niners, the, they'll the have six. The Steelers have six, the Patriots have six, and the Cowboys have five. five. And then then it's the the 49ers, they have five. Mm. And then I believe, like, the, how much do the Packers have? They have, like, three or four? And no. then the Giants have four, right? I think the Packers have, like, four. Yeah. Packers have four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean... Even if we are left behind, there's not very many teams that have a lot of Super Bowls. Like it's crazy to think yeah. all the Super Bowls, and the most is six. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Six isn't or it? five, man. It's six like in five. that bracket. Dude. Yeah, the team that's been to the Super Bowl the most is, is the Patriots. The, pa- the Patriots, and I think the the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been eight or nine times. Mm. They've been to the Super Bowl. They lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers like most of those times. It, but like half of those seasons, dude, it's always been patriots they've always been like such a yeah they just you know team. what and then people say like oh the cowboys are done and like the like they were saying like what's it called the san francisco is done mm. they're like the raiders are done but the thing is is i think that every team shines mm. in an era like the set like the 60s who was it in the 60s if you you know i want to say it was the bears dude was it the bears in the 60s i think it's the bears yeah is either the bears or had or the to, packers or the packers dude. yeah because that was like that's still one of the most biggest rivalries of football is Packers and Bears. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I would say that it's the Bears of the or the, Packer. the, the Packers, and then the seventies was dominated by the Cowboys. And then it, would, it was Cowboys, and then it would go it's to the Steelers. It was Steelers, Steelers and then, yeah. And then it transitioned into the Niners because they the had the Niners were in the eighties with yeah. Joe Montana, and, uh, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. And even in the 90s, they were really good. Yeah, because they had T.O. back then, too. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the 90s, was the Cowboys dominated. They were always in contention every year, just like you the can, Patriots were. You can never count the Cowboys out. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a Cowboys hater uh-huh. through and through. <laughs> get <laughs> but, out of my house. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> just but, kidding. <laughs> but I can never knock that team down because they've always had a great legacy in Texas with Super Bowl wins. Great coaching staff and great players. You guys have, you know, Troy Aikman. Compared to the Texans, the Texans haven't won anything. Dude, they haven't won anything. And they have, like, all the components to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think, Especially this year. Especially this year. I really do think Deshaun Watson is going to be a lot more dangerous this year. Yeah. Was it his second year or is it his first? This is his third year. This is his third? This past year? This past uh, yeah, dude, year? Yeah, because his 
first year, remember, he went out with an injury, ACL injury. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he went out. His second year, he came in, went to the playoffs. They didn't do that well. And then this year, made a wild card and didn't do that well either. It was yeah. just a whole other thing. Like, like, like what I was saying, you know, they now the 2000s were dominated by the Patriots. The the 2010s, the Patriots, they were in almost every... Super Bowl, except this year is like the first year. I mean, I know it's twenty twenty, so I mean, there. I think that dynasty is done. I really don't think it's done yet. You think so? I I think it's done. You know, because they still got two, actually, you know, three really good running backs. They got really good receivers, but they really need to trust the receivers more. And I told this to a coworker of mine. You guys are nothing because he's a Patriots fan. I told him you guys are nothing without Big Gronk as your receiver. Because they have no, yeah, they have no one to throw no. to. Edelman, but I mean, even then, he's not like super explosive. Like he is not. Like you know, th- that's pretty much why they picked up Mohamed Sanu yeah. off the trade block because yeah. he's big, he's fast, and he's pretty explosive off the yeah. line. Remember when Aaron Hernandez used to be the tight end? Yeah, dude, man. He there were some people were saying that if Gronkowski and him. It, it would be Aaron Hernandez if he would have continued to play. He would have been better. Yeah, he dude. would have been a better tight end. Oh God, dude! Just having those two on as your tight ends, dude, you're unstoppable. Yeah. And have you seen that documentary yet on Netflix? I haven't. Dude, no. You really need to watch it. I'll, I'll watch it, but I heard it was just more about his sexuality more than his his actual brain they issues. Get, CTE. They really get into that like the last episode of that documentary because it's really long. It's like four episodes long. Jeez. Yeah. But they really get into that because, you know, he donated his brain to science so they could, you know, start developing more things for this disease. And, you know, but when you watch it, you actually kind of feel bad for the kid. You know why? Because in like the first episode, he talked, they talk about how, you know, after his dad died, his mom then starts dating his cousin's husband. And they start going out, and it really messes with him because now he doesn't have a father figure. He doesn't really have a family to oh man really support to him. show him the way. Yeah. So his like oh, cousin man. starts you know becoming the mother figure, and then later, and you know she had cancer and stuff, and she took you know medicinal marijuana to like help out. So he was always smoking weed like every day, dude. Really? Yeah, dude. And did they? They were taught that they got into that part the last, but the beginning it was a lot about his sexuality, right? It was really a lot about his sexuality because they were saying that he was actually bisexual. He was a bisexual man, like you know, he experimented in high school and then he, you know, he had a kid with a woman and stuff like. And they were really talking about that, and you know, I kind of feel for that because you know, a lot of guys, you know, guys that are, you know don't know what their sexuality is, they, he was confused. They get confused. And, you know, if you go into, like, you know, male-dominant sports, you know, like basketball or football, you have to hide it because you don't know how everybody's going to react, especially back then. You know, everybody's back then, you know, it was all homophobic type stuff. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, we're younger. We're kind of accepting that. Yeah, it's a new generation. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, you know, pretty like, oh, well, he was gay. No big deal. Back then, it was like, oh, my gosh, you were gay. Yeah, dude. Like, that, we got to stay away from you. We got to yeah. throw, like, holy water on you. Yeah. That's how it was back then. Now it's more, more accepting. Yeah. You know, I mean, more power to you. 
But yeah, that's I, I didn't see it. I need to see it. I it's mean, good. A lot of people were talking about it, saying, you know, oh man, it was a good documentary. They were saying that he had a the brain of a sixty seven year old man Ooh. with CTE. Like they showed the picture of his brain, dude, and even like you know, cat scans and pet scans of it, dude. It was small, like smaller than like my hat. Small because of all the concussions that he's taken over the years. I mean, dude, look at Brian Erlacher. Did you ever see the pet scan of his brain? Mm-mm. Like that small, dude. Really, dude, it was small. Because Brian Erlacher, big guy. Is he still like around? He's okay. He's still around. He, he, got, does, he doesn't have any kind of like. No, not depression that issues. I've seen from him, and mm-hmm. anything, nothing news wise. But you know, after getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, finally. He still looks like he's doing well. He's like functioning in society and all that that's stuff. That's good. That's good. That's good. And that's one thing I don't recommend. I don't recommend young kids playing football. That's It's very cause, because of that reason. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fun sport to play. It's fun to coach, but it's it's very, it's very detrimental dangerous. to the brain. It's very dangerous for the brain, dude. Especially and at such a young age. Especially at a young age. I, If I have kids, God willing, I have kids, and they... I won't put them in football at a young age. Maybe when they get a little bit older, like say maybe when they're 12 or 10, if they want to get into football, I literally will have a rule for them saying that, all right, this is it. You get, there are three major injuries. There's torso injuries, leg injuries, and head injuries. You get three in those categories, you're done. I'm not having you go out there and killing yourself because mm-hmm. I'm not risking your health. Your health is more important that you know than you know trying to get into the nfl yeah absolutely i think so i think i'd really prefer my kids if they wanted to play golf or oh, if they yeah. wanted to play baseball <laughs> they wanted to play basketball you know the you're mm-hmm. you have a lot more longevity you really do with those sports and i think it's a lot harder actually you know get injuries in those sports you know golf mm-hmm. it's it really is hard unless you you know get stuck between a wedge or something like that you just blast it and it just messes up your wrist or your knees or something like that. Yeah. A lot of uh, torn ACLs. Yeah. I know one of my buddies, he tore both of them. Really? Yeah. He tore one here, one here. And you know him. Um, his name is Spencer. Oh, sure. He, he went to Brown. Yeah. yeah. He tore one in his, he tore it on his right and he tore it on his left. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been dealing with that for a long time. I think he did it twice in high school. Dude, I'm gonna be feeling it when I'm like 50 years old, man. Yeah. Because I got so many injuries from football. Did you ever tear an ACL or MCL or something? No, I. This is gonna sound really weird, but I sprained all the ligaments in my right knee, so uh-huh. I sprained my ACL, my MCL, and I, I don't know how, but I got fluid leaking into my meniscus, so it caused more pain. So I had to do rehab so they could like rehabilitate itself back into place oh but you didn't tear anything right? didn't tear anything I, don't, I think the biggest injury I had was I broke my foot in football god that was just a mess like, broke me down no I bet man I bet I, I've never had any serious injuries like that thank god mm. I think I just had like I've had like I've had my head cracked open you know in mm. football I had a concussion yeah and back then I remember they used to just teach you ram the crap out of the other guy mm-hmm. and use your, just freaking Hit ram the, your head like ram use your head, head. Them, but keep your head up but it didn't really matter no. dude it never mattered now they teach something called seahawk tackling i don't know if you've heard of it i've actually never heard of this seahawk tackling is what they used to teach at brown they we would teach them where you had to 
uh, grab, lift, and then drive them into the ground. Yeah. To hit low. You want to always hit low because they, it was a way to prevent head injuries. It, and I thought it was a really great way to, to teach them mm. because um, it was, I saw like at least five concussions just one season at Brown football. Jesus. Like four or five. One, like two really bad ones, and then maybe a few other little, like ones that are, eh, you know, not so bad, but they're. You know, I've, I've had my experiences with concussions, even though they're like minor, it's no laughing matter because it hurts. Dude, like things, your perception of like how you see things changes. When yeah. The first one, like I got up and the whole world was like shaking, like an earthquake shake. And I was just like, I got a concussion. I need to go. Yeah. I need to go see the trainer. And the rule is if you say, if a kid says he has a concussion, he has a concussion. That's protocol. Like wow. if I was checking you out and you're like, coach, I think I have a concussion. You have a concussion. Like by law or like by rule, you mm. have a concussion. Because you remember back then, if someone said they had a concussion, the coaches would be like, nah, you don't have a concussion. Go back out there. That's exactly what happened, bro. And so they came back the next day with a doctor's note from your mom saying, hey, yeah, he has a concussion. All right, go sit on the bench. Yeah. God, man, football back then was brutal. It was brutal, bro. Dude, it was brutal. That's why I stopped playing it. I didn't stop playing until after I got out of high school. And that's because, you know, I wasn't going to get anywhere in it. So as you know, me being like a golfer for 18 years now. And I was like, well, I'll probably get better scholarship chances playing mm -hmm. golf. Do you remember, do you remember, uh, uh, playing in those tournaments in high school? I remember seeing you at, f at a few. Well, cause I started late. I started like the second half of the semester. And I do remember seeing you at my first one, which was at New Mexico state. Yeah. I remember seeing you yeah. there. Oh man, I did bad in Mexico State. <laughs> that was actually one of my best rounds, and it wasn't that good. I think I shot like a ninety-one. Dude, believe it or not, I did actually really good on that front. I started off. Yeah, me too. And, but then the the half I was I was a little shaky in the mm. back end. I think the back end of that course is a lot harder than anything. Yeah, dude. that was just the day where I was just like focused, and I said I want to do better because the last tournament I had, I shot a ninety-eight, mm. and then I said, you know what, I want to do better, and I I think I was under par wow. for like the first five holes. Wow. I don't know how I, I was like, man, I can do it. And then, and I started getting a couple of bogeys here and there and they add up, dude. Dude, they add up. They add up. You get a double bogey. It's like, fudge. Now you, you had two birdies and then you get a double bogey and then uh, you're back to par. No, and I actually do. I really do know that because when I started at that tournament, dude, I had pushed my ball out into a hazard and my coach is in the back of me. And I was like asking him, coach, what can I do? Can I either hit it out? Can I drop it? Even though you're not supposed to get advice from your coach and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's like, well, you can either drop it or you can hit it. So I was like, well, I'm going to hit it. I, can, I know I can hit a ball. Because, dude, when I got into golf, I couldn't show people that, you know, I, you know, I stink. Because mm -hmm. I've been playing this game for a long time. I know I don't stink. I could do this. And when I did that, dude, I was just like, man, they're going to start making fun of me. No one's going to take me seriously as a golfer. And I was like, you know what? Just focus on your game no one's gonna care at the end of the day yeah so i took a drop i'm in line like four now because you know hazard's like one stroke penalty so i'm like four i blast my shot i save a double so i'm like all right well i'm starting two over now i gotta save my butt for the rest of the front nine and i did shot like a 42 on the front oh that's not bad no that's not bad at all because mm -hmm. that front side's like a 36 yeah the front the front was i actually ended up doing really well in the front like i got like 
one birdie on the front. I got one or a couple, mm. and then I was under. I, I was still under par. I was like one under par within five holes, and then I I was like, oh shoot! But then it takes one bogey, and then the the second half I started to kind of let it down a little bit. People start getting their heads when they start playing golf. You know? Yeah. Like, when you think you're doing good, and you're like, oh man, I could do whatever I want. It gets and you think, head. what if I what if I mess up here? Mm-hmm. What if I what if it's what if I get it? Because all it takes is one hole, and your your hole. It really is. It only takes one hole to do it, and man, it messes your entire game up to like the full extent. Not only on your scorecard, but psychologically. Yeah, I miss it. Always messed me up whenever I would have those. Uh, whenever I would have like bad round, like I have a bad or a good round, and mm-hmm. then I would start doing bad. I'm like, forget this. Like I stopped caring. Like you know, and, but. Like, I guess that's what separates the good from the bad, you know, that ability to come back, to persevere, Mm -hmm. to keep your composure and and stay in the game. Dude, like, absolutely. Because, you know, if you get in your head, whatever sport it is, it really messes you psychologically. So when it comes to golf for me, I go in there with a mindset like, all right, don't worry about your score. Keep adding it up. But know where you can, you know, Know the holes that you can conquer that could save you without getting in your head. And I've become a better golfer because of that. Yeah. And I don't think that's like the best part about it. More of the lines is like the competition of it. Yeah. Than anything. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I, I, that's one thing I wish I could have done. I would have like found ways to, you know, deal with, you know, adversity. Mm and and come back because when i would play I, if something happened i'd get down on myself i wouldn't throw a fit but i'd be like oh man i get frustrated you know oh, dude, we're you like, can't play golf frustrated dude we're like pulling offices and i'll throw a fit really if it's not a tournament if it's not a tournament i will throw a fit i remember this dude used to just throw his club whenever he'd hit a bad shot he'd mm-hmm. still get a par but he'd, th- he'd like just throw his club randomly in the air oh dude he should have been on. like this golfer for that you know because oh, that yeah. was a rule in the like junior PGA for the Sun Country tournaments mm-hmm. is that if you threw a tantrum, like you threw your club, you cursed or anything, you were automatically disqualified. You're out. Like, yeah. Don't even try to play, sign your scorecard, let your guy that's your score sign it, yeah. and get off. One time they got on my case and it wasn't my fault. I, they were leaving, the, they were, they, these, these group of people hit in front of us mm. and they left. And when I saw it, it looked, they looked farther. And I thought the ball didn't even come close to them. Like I, I hit it. I hit a good tee shot down the middle. It bounced and it just kept rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. And I was like, and the kid turned around and saw the ball. He turned around and I laughed. I thought I was like, oh man, I guess he, I was like, he <laughs> guess he saw the ball. And then, then this, the guy who was watching us, he went and told somebody and they got on me about it. Then mm. there, he just didn't, he not specifically me, but our whole group. Like you guys kind of hit into a yeah into because and it but it wasn't done on purpose mm. it was just they it was a lot you perceived that they were farther yeah exactly I perceived that they were a lot farther mm. and I laugh I, I and I felt bad for laughing mm. but it was just like and he didn't it didn't come close to hit him it just kept rolling and rolling and rolling and it rolled past his like or it rolled close to him and then he just turned around and it was funny how he turned around and saw the ball that's what i thought was funny about it <laughs> oh dude there was a tournament it was our district tournament at vista hills and i was with a couple of guys i think it was a guy from coronado socorro and eastwood and we we're on the back night yeah we were on like a 
yeah, the back nine. I forgot what hole it was, but um, our Marshall that was like following us, I hit my drive. And I hit the same drive I did previous day for the entrance into it. And um, I'm like, or I'll, I'm like, well, either one or two things happen. I'm in the house, I gotta hit another ball, or it's down middle and I'm gonna go find it. Our marshal takes off because you know we had to walk back then. So I go, I'm looking for my ball everywhere. It takes like five minutes and I have to declare it lost. My marshal takes me back to go hit my ball and he looks and he's like, hey Elijah, what ball were you hitting? I was like, Tylus 2 with a Franklin logo on. He's like, oh, here's your ball. He picked up my ball, my first drive. He picks it up. I was like, dude, why would you do that? He's like, oh, I, you know, I'm out here all the time. I pick up balls all the time. I just keep on like, you don't pick up my ball. Like, it threw up my whole score because now I had to actually take the six. I had to take like a seven on that hole. I'm like, dude, man, that could have What happens like if somebody, there was a big situation one time where this guy picked up another kid's ball Mm. and just took it. Like, what what happens to, I know the person that picks it up, they can get DQ'd, Mm. but the person that hit that ball, what happens? Okay, so if a guy hits a ball that's another person's ball, that's a two-stroke penalty because that isn't their ball. It's not really a disqualification, but that person that hit the ball gets a two-stroke penalty. I don't know about DQ for tournament-wise, but I do know they get a two-stroke penalty off of that. The rule, But, you know, the years have passed and the rules have changed. You know, like you could put the flag stick in. Yeah, now, I was just thinking about that right now. Like, you could ground your club in the hazard, and I'm like, that's not how I used to play. Like, I still play, like, back then, dude. Mm-hmm. With the old school rules and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I just don't like the new rules. It doesn't really help. It doesn't really benefit anybody. What? what did you get along with your team pretty well at Franklin? Yeah, because I you, actually knew some guys. Some of them were actually, uh, they played football with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of them. Actually, there was a kid on the team. His name was uh, Jacob House. Yeah, I know. I know Jacob House. Well, believe it or not, I used to play with him in the Sun Country tournaments back in the day yeah. when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I knew him pretty pretty well. Yeah, he used to. Uh, my dad and his dad went to high school together. Uh, and yeah, no, they even my my dad and his dad have known each other uh, since they were little kids. Yeah. Like because they used to play baseball mm. when they were really really young. I don't know if Jacob got into baseball. Nah, he's his open. dad. His dad was a good baseball player, from what I hear. Yeah, I knew his older son. I think got into baseball, uh-huh. but Jacob is at New Mexico State playing golf. Oh, he is. Yeah, collegiate league wise, I remember. Do you there? You know that I think he used to play with this kid that was on your team, and he became a rapper. Yeah, I know who you're talking about uh, Michael Deluca. Yeah, yeah, Young Deluxe. Yeah, God. he used to play at Franklin. Yeah, huh? dude, I could actually hit the ball if he hit it straight. Mm-hmm. It went bomb down there yeah that's crazy like you yeah. think a rapper like yeah, that's yeah. becoming a rapper used to play golf in high school yeah. that's crazy yeah dude he's doing actually really well yeah as a rapper i saw him at uh i saw who was he with he was with these guys that i knew from coronado and yeah. and this one guy was talking to me because my he's my dad used to coach him in football at moorhead mm-hmm. he was hanging out with him they were at the Sila Vista Mall. They were like at a finish line or a footlocker. They were just yeah. looking at shoes. And then he was telling me, oh, yeah, this is this guy. Isn't, it's, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He used to he used to play golf at Franklin. He was like, oh, yeah, I remember you. How are you doing, man? And then, and then I was like, yeah, I'm good. And then um, he was saying, yeah, he's going to be performing at uh, Neon Desert. And, yeah, dude, he actually did. Yeah, I was actually did. really surprised. Like, like a year ago, huh? Like yeah. over a year ago, two, two years ago? Yeah, two years ago he performed. 
was actually really proud because you know he really wanted to you know become a rapper and he throws some pretty sick beats in there for you know and he's just a great kid dude. he's really is a cool kid no he was nice i remember i remember meeting him we were at went to driving school yeah and he went on a ride along we both went on a, on our last ride along and he was there talking to me like oh yeah i play golf for franklin i saw oh, i play golf for cornado he's like, yeah. Oh, nice yeah 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 he no he was a nice guy yeah dude he's like the chillest guy you will ever meet man mm-hmm. yeah i mean he has his cocky side and he also have like you know a little d-bag side but mm-hmm. he's a really cool kid there's nothing mm-hmm. bad you can say about him yeah okay yeah and i remember that i remember uh i'm did you uh, who else did you know from the team you were talking about <laughs> who else i knew a guy well he wasn't really a golfer per se back then um but his name was manny rocha that sounds familiar yeah he was a really heavy set guy dark skin stuff like that but he was actually a <clears throat> bud of mine from sixth grade when i first went to brown because you know coming from the northeast having to transition to school on the west side and i had no friends yeah so he was actually but i knew from a couple of guys that I played football with in lunchtime yeah i was gonna go to brown uh, that was initial but yeah because that was the new school yeah and my sixth grade year and then i, I ended up going to lincoln mm. just because it's just down the street from me yeah and it was easier and my dad was still coaching at moorhead yeah that's like the, one of the big rivalries back then moorhead and lincoln now not anymore no no it's now either hornado or brown is yeah moorhead doesn't have any rivals anymore i mean lincoln yeah if they yeah. played that's a rivalry but it was more big back then because yeah. that was like because there was one time where those are the only two west side schools lincoln and moorhead well that's before like you know the big development on the west side back then yeah because you know hornado this is this is like way, way back, back dude then. that's like when my parents you know bought the house the original house i lived in mm-hmm. close to where franklin was yeah you know that's Cornell wasn't even a thing. Brown wasn't mm-hmm. even a thing. But Moorhead and Lincoln were the schools back yeah, then. Yeah, they were, and it, it it slowly diminished. You know, now Moorhead there's not a lot of kids that go there. Uh, all, the, all the kids go to Brown. Yeah, they'll transfer to Brown that live in that area. Yeah, or they'll go to or they'll go to Hornado. I mean, Hornado, more Hornado is really the area. Like, but if you're gonna transfer, a lot of kids go to Brown. Yeah, Hornado's a bigger school though. There's, it's a huge school. Do you know, I I graduated from Hornado when it first opened up. I was the first eighth grade class there. Eight, Did you tra- you transferred? You went from Brown to Hornado? Well, because of the area I lived in. Yeah. It's closer to Hornado. Mm-hmm. So at the, the, the new, new house, Hornado. The yeah, new, new Hornado. Hornado. Even yeah. though I lived, dude, I literally, in the new house I lived in now, it's literally a couple of blocks down from where I lived, the old Hornado. The other one is up on a high ridge. So I had to drive out there. Yeah. And people think it's big, but it really isn't. It's actually really small. Yeah. Because it it's in, pretty much in the shape of an H. Pretty much. How Hornado is the new yeah. one. Yeah. And it's right next to Lundy. Yeah. Right? Lundy Elementary. I will say I've never been to a, to a middle school that had a two-tiered football field. Because that was what Hornado was. It was a two-tiered yeah. football field. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, what the hell? heck is this brown brown is not like that they have a they have a little field on the on the other side yeah. but it's not nearly as nice man it, no. the, the maybe the upper field still has needs a lot of work it's mm. it's really messed up like when i first got there it was really messed up now it's gotten a lot better because i remember when leba was a seventh grader at brown because he was the first seventh grade class there the fields were nice dude the field was immaculate the rock wall was 
in good shape the school was in good shape and then when i got there it's like diminished like fast i was like man what's up with this Mm -hmm. it's like no one cared what school did levi go to he went to hornado he went to the original hornado as a sixth grader Mm -hmm. then when brown opened up he went to brown and when they reestablished the old hornado as the eighth grade freshman center he went back to hornado because what they did was that they were going to make hornado just eighth grade but brown was going to be sixth and seventh grade so when oh. he left Brown, he went back to Hornell for his eighth grade year there. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met, you know, Coach Mendes and Nava yeah. back yeah. there. At, and at Brown? At Brown, yeah. Yeah. there's. I mean, there's still the same coaches that are there for the most part. Mm. I mean... Because I know Mendes isn't there. No, nah, Mendes isn't there. And it depends what Mendes you're talking about. Though there's brothers. Uh, there's Raul and then there's another Mendes. Raul Mendes was the head coach at Brown at the yeah, time. Yeah, he was head coach, but then he, but his brother was a coach at Moorhead with my dad for a yeah. little bit. And then he's still... This was years ago. And now I think they're still... They're PE coaches. Yeah. Like, Mendes used to be my elementary PE teacher. Yeah. At Mitzi Bond. That was... Oh, man. Years ago. I saw him recently, like, yeah. maybe two years ago, or a year ago. I saw him. Uh... And he's like a st- he's still teaching PE, but he he coaches at Wigs. Really? He coaches at he Wigs. Really has to drive all the way out there to yeah, Wigs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he. I think it's because he might. I think he might live near that area, if I'm not mistaken. Central area. I think. I don't know. I, that don't quote me on that. I don't. I mean, oh, it doesn't okay. really matter. But yeah. Well, like, I, don't know, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's the quote. I mean, I don't know if it's the uh, if that was because I don't know if he still has to drive far or anything. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know the reason why he left. But no, he's 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 happy there, and he talks to me really well. He's a good yeah. guy. He's no, a nice, he really is a good guy. He's a really nice guy. And um, who uh, who else? I mean, it's still all all the same PE teachers. They're all still there. It's all I don't the think same. Timberwood's there anymore, is he? Timbrook, yeah, he's yeah, still Timbrook? there. Yeah, he's really, still, he's still there. Because I know he's not the track coach anymore. I've heard that he's done with that. No, now. he he hired me to coach track. Yeah, he it was me and then Coach Pixler and or the track coaches okay. now. Uh, well, now I, I resigned from track. I'm, I'm yeah. not coaching track anymore. Because now you're doing basketball, aren't you? I'm doing, I did, I just finished soccer, mm. doing girls basketball, and now they have softball. Yeah, I heard, I saw that on your Instagrams that they were going to do uh, softball for middle schools now? They're going to have softball. I talked about it in the last podcast, or yeah. with the last, the other two, like the first podcast yeah. I had. Uh, they're going to have baseball and softball just for eighth graders. That's actually a big change. Yeah, I mean, they're shortening all the seasons. They're, uh, they're not letting uh they're shortening track they're there there's only six games for basketball there used to be seven mm. there's only six no seven games for soccer there used to be eight so they're shortening everything just to make room wow that's such a big change because you know what's funny when you go to middle school you see the baseball fields do you ever see those yeah there's baseball fields everywhere in it in like middle school and stuff but there was never a baseball or softball team. No. It was for the high schools. It was for the high schools, yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, Brown doesn't have any anything. Yeah. They don't have any baseball or softball fields. Neither does Hornado. Nah, the new one doesn't. But the old one did. The old one did. Which shared the softball field with the high school, with Franklin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they have their, their new yeah. softball fields and all that yeah. at Franklin. Yeah. I don't know. I If, if anything... All the season it's going to be for softball and baseball. It's going to be like a little tournament. Yeah. Then it'll be two rivalry games, a few rivalry games, 
and then another the district tournament like and that's it Dang, man. i mean it's something there's st- this is the first year they're ever doing it so wait they're shorting down the seasons for track soccer at basketball mm-hmm. I, they even shortened it for football too okay because there's no ask. more there's no more district championships anymore no back in the day i remember there was city championships yeah there was a city championship not anymore they don't have that anymore wow like when i was there there was district last year there was district this yeah. year there's just division is that what they're gonna be doing mm. for now on? Just yeah championship? yeah that's it so if you're because just, it's just middle school they, yeah. i mean i'm pretty sure they figure well it's just i mean if it's high school of course there's everything yeah. there's everything but not with middle well, school you can't knock down you know texas high school football because no. it has to have a state championship as big as it is yeah dude it, it, there's there hasn't been i don't think any team from el paso has won a state championship in, in football at all there have only been like i think two schools that have been close enough to yeah. make it which was franklin back then i think in 2006 is when they went to the sweet 16 yeah for it mm-hmm. when they had good old alex ortiz as the quarterback alex ortiz he used to be a tight end for texas tech really yeah I didn't remember. I don't remember, man. That no, not Ortiz. Uh, Torres. Alex Torres. Alex Torres. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was a tight end for Texas Tech back in the day. And I think the last one that came close was Canotillo. Yeah, Canotillo, that was a couple of years ago. They went yeah. to the semifinals yeah. in the District 5A uh, uh, playoffs. Yeah, they were the closest ones to get it. And everybody was going behind them. Even I was going behind them, and I was going to Franklin at the time. Yeah, I was going for them. I was hoping they would win. You know, yeah. what? if I if I wouldn't have gone to Coronado, I would have gone to Canotillo. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone to Franklin only because, I don't know, I just, there. I think Canotillo would have had a better opportunity yeah. with basketball. Yeah. With I don't know about golf. I mean, yeah, probably, but eh. I really wanted to play, I really wanted to play basketball. And they have that, a lot, that was my sport. They had a lot of taller up. guys, and they got a lot of, athletes that kind of do if you really think about it mm-hmm. you know you think of kind of do you think of like it's kind of ghetto and that type of weight but no they have, no they it's produce, not they haven't they, they they produce good athletes they there. produce really they good have athletes. Good, they have really good facilities mm-hmm. you know they even teachers even get paid better than episd yeah they really do dude like you know Coronado franklin they produce athletes but kind of do really put reduces athletes with the coaching that they got there yeah they have good coaches they have good they have like good facilities good good uh good guidance you know they 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 do really well you know i mean in football as is i don't know i mean other sports um yeah they're pretty decent at others but i think they really excel in football yeah i think they really do excel at football it's like anywhere you go there that one school produces something like for us utah produces basketball be quite honest that's the only thing we're at least decently good at at utah is yeah. basketball mm-hmm. nothing really much else besides track with the long distance yeah yeah but basketball has always been the big thing at utah yeah and it's like the women are doing really well right now women are doing well. the men are doing good but the women have like uh, like are now like being do- top notch yeah right? they are because they'll face rice did they face them yesterday or they'll face them tonight they'll go against rice I don't. Ha- I have to look into that, but the uh, man. I wish I. I want to go see a UTEP game with the girls or the boys. I saw the boys against Texas Tech earlier this year. Really? Or last year? I saw them th- with their exhibition game. Mm. That was really good, and they won. I was like, man, this team looks good, man. This team looks good. They, they 
have oh, they're they've gotten better from previous years, and I think they're going to build on it. Um, but the women have like the improvement is like from low to like really high. They have one girl that's from Franklin. Really? Yeah, she's really good at Gallegos. Katia Gallegos. I remember I used we used, when I would take the girls last year. I would take my girls to go see the the Franklin games. We saw Franklin and Coronado, mm-hmm. and Katia was out there. She was really good, man. She's like the all time scorer at Franklin. God, that name sounds so familiar. Maybe she was like maybe two grades below me. Maybe she was a senior last year. She's at Frank. She's at UTEP now. So I mean. Oh no, the men. She had to be like an eighth grader back then. Maybe dude. an eighth grader, a freshman when you were a senior. Yeah, dude. Because man. And I've seen a lot of those kids, and I'm like, man, these kids are, they're party animals, dude, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's she's, so she's like the hometown uh, hero. Like, there's a guy, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a pretty decent friend of mine. He's a really good guy. I had him for a group. His name is Isaiah Rines. Oh, okay. And he plays for the UTEP basketball team. He's like one of the tallest ones, and he's like the hometown guy. He went to Andrus, and I remember I used to see him at EPCC. Like back, like two years, three years ago, I used to go to EPCC on Trans Mountain, mm. and I used to run into him there. Like I would never say like hi because I didn't know him at the time, mm. but then I had him for a class at UTEP, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, I remember. I used to see you at EPCC. You used to always go work out in the little gym they had." I said, "Yeah, I remember. I used to see you, dude. You were like the tallest guy there." He's like, "I know, man. Like he was a really nice guy, but he plays for the minors now." I think that's funny because I think he went to CCTE at the time. Did back he? At high school because no. I think it was when my mom was a teacher, a nurse actually at Andrews. Mm-hmm. She saw him. Yeah. And she was talking about this guy. And then when you brought it up, I was like, that's the guy my mom was talking he's about. Like, he's like 6'10". Yeah. He's tall. And he's, he's the nicest guy you'd ever meet. The sweetest dude. He's a good athlete and good basketball player. Mm. The sweetest dude you'd ever meet. You know, very positive, enthusiastic guy. And I hopefully one day I can have him on the podcast. Hopefully, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> awesome because he's he's really cool that way. Hope you're listening, bro. I hope he's, I hope he's listening. <laughs> I have him on Instagram, so, and he, I think he. I, I just have to see. I don't know if he looks at my stories because I posted on my story. Yeah, and hopefully I can get him on here one day. I'm sure he'd be like, "All right, bro, let's do it." Like I just gotta ask, you know. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen him in a while, yeah. but I'll, I'll see him on Instagram. And if I, I ran into him last semester at, at the rec center. Okay. And he was like, hey, what's up, Elijah? And like, I was like, dude, I'm like, bro, you want to play? And he's like, no, nah, man, I don't want to risk it, dude. I can't get hurt for the season. I was like, oh, all right, I get it, bro. So, That's a smart athlete. Dude. Yeah, he's smart. He was, um, he, no, but he's very humble. Like, he was like, dude, I barely made the team. I don't know why. He's like, I, I, just, I barely made the UTEP team. I was like, dude, I've seen him play. He's actually pretty decent. Like, he's, so he, I think he's fit to play for the minors. Hopefully, and then he's he's very young. I think he's a senior though. What's his position? Is he a forward? Or is he a center? center? He's a center. Oh, okay, because I was sure gonna say he's six can... ten, dude. There's no way he's a forward. He's like a center, dude. Yeah, and it's weird. Centers in in the NBA are like you have to be seven foot, mm. like seven foot. Yeah, be like seven. as tall as Yao Ming back yeah, in the day, dude. Yeah, seven foot six. There's a guy from the Mavericks, Boban Marjanovic. Yeah, you ever heard of him? He's like six foot five. Six foot four, something like that. He's just like this big brute dude. Yeah, he's like, it's crazy how big he is. His hands are huge. He makes the ball look little. Like it's like, what the hell when he holds the ball? It's the first ever giant in the NBA, guys. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's like, I, I think he's Serbian. Boban Marjanovic. Let me fact check that. Boban Marjanovic. Yes, he is a Serbian basketball player. He is seven foot four. Oh. 31 years old. 
center for the Dallas Mavericks. Oh he's my. actually pretty good. He's a really good player. Why? Well, I hope look, so. Be that, like, look, I mean, I know foot. nobody's. I know nobody's gonna look and see. I'm gonna show you a photo, and you'll see how small the ball looks with his hands. Dude, that looks like a kid's ball. <laughs> in his hands. Like, What's up with that? He, it looks like a little kid ball. It looks like a little kid's ball. Imagine if it was a kid's ball, <laughs> or like a women's size. A It'd 28? be like a nice big mega bouncer ball. Yeah. <laughs> dude, this guy's huge. No, dude, like. Seven foot four, dude. dude. And then there's that other guy from the NBA, Taco Fall. Yeah, Taco Fall is like around the same. He's like six, like seven five, mm. seven five, seven six. Let's see. He has to be like seven five, seven six. Jeez, as tall as as tall as Yao Ming. Oh my god. He's and he's a pretty he's a pretty uh, he's a pretty decent player. He plays for the the Celtics. He's pretty good. And then Zion just had his debut yeah, last dude. night. You know, and he's been on the bench since, like, the beginning of the season, dude. Yeah, from his injury. Yeah, dude. And that was just during, like, you know, the summer league. And everyone was, like, expecting, like, is he going to be the same? Like, when he came out of Duke. But right, hopefully he's doing well. Like, I really actually do have hopes because I actually am a Duke basketball fan. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, dude. Duke yeah. has always produced, like, the yeah. basketball players yeah what's his name the coach from for duke oh, it, um, it slips my mind ah uh, i have his face like he, like you can remember the face right I, but he, he coached like he coaches the usa basketball team yes um duke basketball coach let's look it up mike krzyzewski yes mike krzyzewski he's got a weird last name but yeah i, I can't believe i've actually forgot that, Same, dude. Yeah, dude. Mike Krzyzewski. Yeah, he's he's like like a legend in the basketball, coaching like, in all of basketball. Just like you know, I mean, there's like Don Haskins. Don Haskins is very legendary. And then there's John Wooden, and then there's Mike Krzyzewski. You know what's funny about Don Haskins? I actually take care of his youngest son at Cornell Country Club. Really? I take care of Steve Haskins. Don Haskins' son. Don Haskins' son, dude. Uh huh. Dude, I remember coolest uh, guy you will ever meet. Really, oh, so nice man. Uh-huh. Never complains about anything. He always compliments you on your service or anything, and he's just a great guy. You know what's crazy is that they come Don Haskins. They come from a family of like golfers. Golf, yeah, golf, dude. Golf. Believe it or not, we have a picture of him in the men's nineteenth hole when he was playing in the PGA. Really? Yeah. Like everything, dude. Like we have a lot of memorabilia. Like we have a signed uh, scorecard from Angel Cabrera when he won the Masters. Uh-huh. All the scorecards from like Tiger Woods when he won all of his tournaments. Even the one from Valhalla. Wow. Yeah, dude. We even have a picture of Muhammad Ali and a ticket and a really? picture of him. I forgot who. That's he, insane. I think he was. I can't remember who he was fighting, but it was a big time boxer, and I can't remember what his. I think it was, was it Cre- George Foreman. No, I think it was Creamfield or something like that. Greenfield, huh? There's, I know he fought George Foreman. He fought Joe Frazier. Yeah, I think it was Joe Frazier. Was it Joe Frazier? I think it was Joe Frazier. Yeah, like it was the infamous knockout where he was like this and everything. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah, we have a picture no, of. Man, he went through hell and back with that guy. But yeah, Dude. Don Haskins. Yeah, like he was like one of the only few that really got into basketball. That's mm-hmm. like his life. Yeah. Like I know his family's all golfers. Yeah, dude. Like I remember his grandson Dominic yeah. went to Coronado. Yeah. He, I think he graduated when I joined golf. He was already done. Like I didn't yeah. see. I never played golf with him or at Coronado because mm-hmm. he already graduated when I joined. Mm. 
if I would have joined as, as a freshman or as a sophomore, like earlier as a sophomore, yeah. I did join my sophomore year, but I joined later and right. I never saw him. But I, uh, if I would have joined my freshman or sophomore, I would have like played with him, but he graduated already. I did play with Dominic back then. It was at a tournament at Lone Star for the Sun Country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, that kid can play. Oh, that kid can play golf. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he's good. He's good. So I don't know if you remember Tanner. Yeah. Tanner Gore. Yeah. He was really good. He was like one of the best I've seen. And A guy I played that actually works at Coronado, uh, Noah Hicks. Yeah, Noah. Yeah, I remember Noah. He's a pretty good player of mine. He's a really good golfer. Uh-huh. Man. I haven't seen him in a while. He's growing up the 1970s porn star stash. He, oh, he has the the that that weird mustache, like the Magnum PI stash right now, <laughs> with the go with like the soul patch right here. And oh, he does. Yeah, oh, dude, wow. I'm like, he doesn't look. He when he was young, he used to have like a bull haircut, like a Justin Bieber yeah. haircut. Yeah. Nah, he's changed that, dude. He's like yeah. comb over and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. No, man, but I. How what is it like working there? I know you 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 work at Coronado Country Club, but what do you do? I'm a head bartender at Coronado. Oh, you are? I am the head bartender at Coronado. Okay. And it's not a really a title to like, you know, cherish because being the head bartender it just means that, you know, you make drinks and you're like the only one that people trust. It's not like a manager uh mm-hmm. title. Yeah. It's just that, you know, you make the drinks, but you basically do everything a manager does, but you don't get paid for it. Kind of in a way. Sure. So, like, on Sundays, I have to be up at work at 7 o'clock in the morning. Jeez. And open everything. So, I got to get the coffee, the tea, the juice machine going, plus my bar. Get eyes for the side stations and make sure the dining room is set from head to toe. What time does it open? The club officially opens at like eight thirty, eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I have, to have everything ready by then. But like the like people go in to play golf like at six, right? Six. Actually, the earliest guys I have is like seven thirty. Really? So I have, to have that coffee out there because it's complimentary. Yeah. Like first comes first serve. By like ten o'clock, I gotta shut it down. Yeah. So after that, no. Nah. Oh yeah. Uh. And it's not the best shop because well. When I say bartender, there's a difference between a restaurant bartender and, like, a bartender, like, say, at a club or uh, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Those are, like, those are bars specifically for, like, women. Yeah. Know, to, like, to make the quick, fast tip. But Yeah, women run those places, man. Dude, they really run those they places. And it's not me money. being, like, you know, sexist or anything, but it's really true. Yeah, yeah. Women You're really not wrong. Them. You're not wrong. They They make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. If you're a women bartender, dude, and you're up there, you're going to have men flying to that bar all the time. But it's different if you're working in the restaurant. Yeah. It is like a team effort for everybody. So your tips, your tips. When you're a bartender in a restaurant, you have your own tables, but you also have to serve to your wait staff. You got to serve their drinks and have them take care of their tables. While you simultaneously have to work on your tables in the bar. Oh. Dude, it is... It is overwhelming and it is so stressful. Mm-hmm. I've had days where I've actually almost gotten like two, three fights with coworkers because really? I got so stressed, dude. Because <laughs> they make themselves feel like they're the only guys that are busy. Yeah, and I don't like that. We're all a team. We're all servers, and it's just it's just like a big head or heel thing. Mm-hmm. 
I don't have any experience working at a restaurant or a bar or anything mm. like that. I've been to plenty of them, but I've yeah. never had the experience of like working with other people, you know, getting tips, um, serving drinks, serving food, or even, you know, hosting. I never, I, I, to me, I would like have an extreme anxiety, like attack if I had because I, oh my gosh, if I forget someone's order mm. or I forget something and then it's on me, you yeah. know, that's what, and I hate something like that. And you hate happen. that feeling, right? Yeah, I hate that feeling. But you get out of that feeling. And that's actually really what, because, you know, we did talk about, you know, you and me being shy guys back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the waiting, bartending, it actually brings you out of that show because you are forced to talk to people because uh-huh. you got to get the orders. And I thought that was like the best thing because they actually got me out of that shell. And I was like, yes, I'm finally not being a shy guy. I can talk to people. Though mm-hmm. oh, I'm a little weird guy, but I can talk to people. <laughs> but bartending, it's actually, you know, actually really easy. But the title that you want is the master mixologist title. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by master mixologist for those that aren't bartenders or are, the master mixologist is someone that can create a cocktail on the fly. A standard recipe with any liquor from scotch to rums to liqueurs. It's That's how you become a master mixologist. You make a drink like that with a cool technique, a nice refreshing drink. That's how you become a master mixologist. And it's a process because I'm considered a mixologist because of that. Mm-hmm. I've made my own cocktails. I have my own recipe book for anyone that like you know wants to throw a party. They can, you know, contact me and I can make them a cocktail like quick, right on the mm-hmm. fly. Yeah. And I have them taste them before so that they know what they're tasting. And they're like, I want that. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You have your own recipe? Yeah, I have my own recipe. I have like f- seven recipes of nice. cocktails. And they span from anything. I have a take on an old fashioned, well, it's basically the same setup, but it's with scotch. It's called Smokey's Gun. We mm-hmm. use these black cherries with my homemade mint simple syrup mm-hmm. and you use uh, Glen Fedek 12 age scotch and it's really refreshing mm-hmm. like it's so clean it's smooth it's not burning or anything it's a really good drink to have what's your favorite like drink to have if I go out I'm a beer guy I'll have a beer uh-huh. yeah me too because I'm not good I don't see the need for me to get plastered yeah same you know because i'm young i have to drive and if i'm far i really don't want to get drunk so beer's beer's fine for me yeah that's same for me too yeah. like i'll just head across the street to a little bit of texas because <laughs> it's just right down, across the street drive down the street just have two beers then back home then back home that's me man just go and i, I go dance there for a little bit yeah. and chill and then just come home i don't like i don't like i hate it when people buy like shots. drinks shots for you I pretend like I, I just throw them away. Really? I just throw them away. Uh, I mean, I hope whoever's listening, I'm really sorry if I threw away your, <laughs> your tequila shot or your whiskey shot. I'm sorry, but I do throw it away because I do not want to be in that situation. See, I'm a nice guy and I don't like upsetting people. So when they offer me a shot, I'll take the shot. I just pretend I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I take my shot, but after that, like, because I always go out with Levi. If I'm by myself, I go just have my beers and I go home because I do not want to go home drunk. So when I'm yeah. out with Levi, I drink a little bit more, but he knows what my limit is. And he's like, hey, stop, drink water, and don't drink anything else. Mm. And, I, and he literally gave me the stare. He's like, 
I mean it. Don't drink any more of that. <laughs> no, he's, he's, Levi's pretty responsible. He's a good guy. Yeah. I'd like to hang out with you guys one of these days. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so how's school going, though? School's going pretty good. No, it was pretty much my last semester at EPCC. Like we talked about what my goals are, I am I don't plan on living in El Paso, so I'm transferring to San Antonio this year. Sure. To in August. Nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm going to transfer out to San Antonio. Don't know if I'm going to be able to get into UTSA. That's a still like a swing in the park right there. But uh, hopefully a branch out there, Texas A&M or whichever. Just not anything in the privates because I don't want to spend that much money on school. Yeah, you're going to spend a lot of money. Yeah, I'm going to spend like almost 20 grand. So what school would you say you're going to? Mm-hmm. I'm going to UTSA. UTSA or uh, there's actually a Texas A&M branch out there. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. It's not okay. in the best of neighborhoods, but. So you're going into accounting. Yes. Right. I remember you were telling me. Yeah. What is it like? You know, it's not what you really expected. You think a lot of people get that mis, um, like perception of it. They think it's a lot of you know data, on like you know crypt, and all that stuff like that. It really isn't. What it really is is like you need to know where to put the money. You know, you have your debits and your credits, and you know where to put it, how much to take out of it, and what to put back into it. And then after that, you need to know how to do the spreadsheets and all that stuff. It's really easy. It's simple math. It's elementary school math. It's nothing. It's not calculus. It's not trig. It's not you know, figuring out the center of the universe. <laughs> yeah. That stuff. No, I, I know a guy that's in engineering and yeah. it's, it gets pretty difficult. Oh, but he says a lot of that stuff, he says you don't even use it in the field. Yeah. It's you same. don't. It really is also the same thing for accounting. You don't use any of the math. That you're taught in the field well, i mean you do but not that much it's very simplistic and everything's mm-hmm. on a computer nowadays so it just uh-huh. automatically does it for you yeah and i remember seeing you at epcc a couple times yeah we had a couple of classes together yeah i think we did yeah, yeah. we had a english together yeah we did english too english too yeah yeah i remember yeah oh. I for, actually kind of forgot about that. Did you ever really forget I, about I remember that? having you for a class but i don't remember what specific yeah, i, I forgot the, like who, what yeah, it, was it was english part two and it was like historical English. It was like with this guy that was like bald, right? What the hell? Was it Barricat? No, Barricat, yeah, yeah, I remember oh, him. Man, I hated his class because he was so like he wanted to sound excited, but he was very monotoned. Yeah, in my opinion. So I was like, man, you really got like. Up I think beat. English one was a lot more. Did you have him for English one? I did not have him. For it English was one. his. That English one was a lot better. Really, he was a lot more fun. Uh, English two was okay. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it. But English one was a lot more fun. Yeah. He showed a lot of funny videos like mm. that. That like that was connected to what we learned about right. or what we read. Mm. He he would show us and uh, he would show us. Um, it, that's all it was. You know, yeah. videos and it, and there was he would show us like s- videos of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah Seinfeld yeah yeah he would it was really fun I the, it, was, it was cool and he would talk about like how there was a guy that was uh, um, <laughs> there was a com- comedians like it's part of poetry there's comedy yeah. poetry yeah and he would show Seinfeld he would show yeah. this other guy that wrote a book about com- it was a comedy book and I think I think the first one was a lot more fun no I, I believe that yeah but and there wasn't that many people in that class it was like like on a Thursday afternoon, it was. Yeah, that actually sounds about right. Yeah, it was Thursday. I've never taken an afternoon class. Have you? 
Yeah. Like oh, late, yeah. late night class? Not late, late. I think the latest I've ever had a class was like at two. Like at two? Yeah. At EPCC. But at UTEP, I've had like two classes that are evening. Two or three. Wow. I had two. I had one at five and then one at 530. And it would happen like once a week. Wow. Yeah. Nah, dude. The latest I've ever taken, and it was just for a lab because, you know, science and stuff. I think the latest was like one o'clock. One o'clock, two o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I get home at like three, and that's like the latest I've taken. I've taken Levi though to a class at the Rio Grande campus, and it started at five. Jeez! And it ended at like eight o'clock, six o'clock, something uh, like that. And I had to go pick him up from downtown. How long ago was that? Dude, that was like three years ago, dude. Really? Yeah, dude. That was like twenty-one, twenty. Is he still? Is he still at it or what? Not really. No. He's trying to open up a bar. Oh, he is. Yeah, off of Mason. Oh, Street. that's cool. Yeah, hey, nothing he's wrong got with an that. investor and all that good stuff. Oh wow, yeah. what bar was it? Like, do you know? I mean, I don't want if you don't want to reveal anything, but like, what is this? Well, what no is spoilers, it? everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you remember where the rooftop is off of Mason? Street? Yeah, they're thinking of taking the lot from there. Okay. But I told them I was like, the spot you need to take, even though a lot of people go down there, is the spot where Fish Bar was. Yeah, because it's big, it brings in a lot of crowd. Especially what your plan is, I think you guys have a better chance there than there. Than the rooftop yeah. area. Okay, that's the thing in El Paso, man. Is bars? If you open, I this have is a cousin. A party town, dude. I ha- it's a party town. I had, I have a cousin that's uh, that owns a lot. Like he owns a bar full on, and he hasn't. He's invested his money in a lot of other bars. Mm. Um, and I so that's like the, that's like the the way to go, oh, man. A bar, and if you got good promotions, you have. Let's be honest, if you have pretty girls working there, yes. it's gonna attract people. Yes, it is. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I really don't care mm. because the girls don't they don't care about you. They care about the money. Yeah, it's yeah. the truth. I mean, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. That's maybe that's not true for every girl. But I mean, if you go and you talk to them, you try. You're not gonna. You're not going to get their number. No, you're not going to. Yeah. Any guy out there trying to get a bartender's number, don't try, no, guys. No, don't do it. Because you, do you're it. automatically not going to get that I've, number. You know what? One time, a couple of times I've asked, and they have. Yeah. But just because, but you could see, like, they were really nice. They were, like, they kept coming back, and then they, like, one girl, like, didn't have anything to do. So mm. she would just come, she just sat with me and just talked with me. Yeah. So in that case, I did, because mm. it seemed genuine. Yeah, and she was she's a nice she was a nice girl. This is like genuine like girl, not bartender trying to get a no, tip or no, stuff like that. No, no, she wasn't. She wasn't like that. She was really nice. Well, that's good. Yeah, man. and so that was the only like one the one time I did. Mm. That was all. This was a long. This was a while. No, it was maybe a few months ago. Really? But that was it. I mean, was that a little bit? No, I won't reveal. I won't <laughs> reveal where it was. Man, I, I plead. I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth, man. But yeah, that was a while back. But she was really nice. She was a nice girl. Man, I do like the sneak move attack on girls at bars, like bartenders and stuff. Yeah. So like, my job. Anyone out there that's looking for a job, my work is looking for people. So when I go to bars and they ask me how much do you make at your place, I tell them I'm like I make this, this, and that, and they're like is your place hiring? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, let me get you my contact information so that you can text me and see if you can get me a job. Give them my phone. Uh-huh. They give me their numbers and I got saved. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Sly, move, sly slick move, ain't it? Yeah, hell yeah. Hey, you got, does it matter how 
or when or what <laughs> you got the number you got the number <laughs> that's all that matters that's all that matters yeah man that's only happened like once yeah. you know uh, but Dude, it's just it's so hard to pick up a girl at a bar no it's and it's not the it's not the right place to it really isn't i mean i have i've dated a chick that i've met at a bar and this was that fish bar mm-hmm. not gonna reveal what happened or anything but i did get her number mm-hmm. started talking started dating her Broke but, up with me and that's it. That's so, it, guys. Don't date girls at no, bars because it just you, you gotta you, you gotta meet a girl at school, school. <laughs> at at a grocery store. Yeah, Dude, at, this is like so at, cliche type stuff. Yeah, man. But you know what? That's like or at church. <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> don't be a girl at no, church. Okay. You know, no, it don't because I, there's. It, it, Okay, let's let me. I'm not gonna go <laughs> into go the deep. church, but with church <laughs> girls, man, they're insane. <laughs> not all of them, but yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <coughs> yeah, the or yeah, those places. I don't know. Meeting a girl at a bar. I mean, who knows? I may meet my wife at a bar one day and then I eat my words right now. But <laughs> cross your fingers, cross your yeah, heart. And then I might have my wife. I might meet my future wife there. You know, I hope not. But if it happens, okay. Hey, man, I thought that too. It turned out to be a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Don't meet a girl at a bar. No, meet her. Meet her at a nice place. You know, yeah, you're at. Meet her at a restaurant. Like, say you got out of work, go to a restaurant, have a dinner to yourself. You see a girl, you'd be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah, how's it going? You go up well, and talk. I think that's a good place to talk. You know, if, and especially if and if they're by themselves. Exactly. Well, this is what I was getting. At my point is that if you're gonna meet a girl at a bar, let it be a nice bar, not a club. Not a bar on like a yeah Applebee's. Meet a girl at Applebee's. Apple's, Apple, yeah, dude, dude be that's a girl the place. At, <laughs> go to Applebee's. Go to Wingstop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those, are, those are good places. <laughs> those are good places to meet a girl. Yeah, what else? I think, I think, I like it if I'll go and I'll, I'll talk to a a, mm-hmm. a a beautiful girl if she seems approachable. Yes. There's if she's not approachable and she kind of has a bad attitude. Well, or it's like that day when I met you at. A little bit. You remember that chick that came up to me and yeah. tapped me on the shoulder? Yeah, you want to dance? And I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, let's dance with you. Let's go. And yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not the guy that's going to go talk to a girl be like, hey, you want to dance? It's like a what's in a while thing. That'll go. Yeah, I, I have asked. And then uh, there's only been like once a, was one girl was like, no, nah, I don't want to dance. And I was like, okay. And one time this girl was like, yeah, let's go dance. But I mean, wasn't it? I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just want to dance, like yeah. you know. I just want to have a good time. Yeah, I just want to. I want a two step. That's all <laughs> exactly. I want to do. I don't want to do anything bad. Yeah, I just want to just have a good time. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm, I don't bite. <laughs> you I know. Don't bite. I, I, don't, I just want to dance. It's like but, that unless you want me to. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> this is a PG rated <laughs> podcast. Sorry, Sorry all the little kids that are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> It's no, it's okay. I have to go cleanse my soul after this. I <laughs> know <laughs> you're just messing around, so it's we are, I'm sure everybody knows. No, but yeah, that's like I think that's like they'll say, and then I like to go and ask a girl if you see her, she's by herself and she's like dancing on her own. That's the oh, best yeah. time to go ask a girl to dance. Oh, no, I get that. Most definitely, dude. Because then she's like, I, I she's like moving and she's like, oh man, you could see it. Like, yeah. I want to, I want someone, I want to dance with somebody. I want to feel the heat with someone. Yeah. <laughs> not really. Yeah. Well, not like that. <laughs> no, man. Whitney Houston. I want to feel the heat with somebody. That's what Are I was you referring sure to. About that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I see a girl that's dancing and she's by herself and she's like moving. I'm like, all right, I'll go ask her to dance. She yeah. obviously wants to dance, and that's yeah. all that. Ma- that's all. That's all. Yeah. You know, but if she's sitting there, she's like just on her phone. You know, or being kind of like like 
you can see it like mm. that vibe they bring like it's like no i'm not they're not approachable see, i've done that before granted i was a little tipsy <laughs> when i did this uh i was at a bar on cincinnati street and i see a girl sitting on a couch she looked she was pretty cute and i was like you know what let me go ask this girl to dance and so i went sat with her i was like this is how i picked her up <laughs> i was like so are you drunk or you just don't want to dance uh-huh. and she's like no i'm just tired i don't want to dance i was like all right but you know you're young and you know yeah i like live a little bit yeah not just you know sit around your phone and stuff and that's the biggest where, problem. where was this at i'm not gonna reveal <laughs> i played the fifth on this you played the fifth also but it was like it was like one of those situations it was one where- of those situations so they're like you know what I'm an older guy and I see young people that are, you know, shy and, you know, don't want to go dance. But, yeah, I go up and dance. You got to go meet people. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Get out there. It's just dancing. Yes. Yeah, that's why I like a little bit of Texas. I just like the two step and then yeah. do all the line dances. I think that's the fun part about it. Yeah. I, I mean, that really is the fun part. I know there's it. a lot. There's, you know, there's people that have bad intentions that mm. go there, I'm sure. You know, that's everywhere. Yeah. That's every bar. Dude, that is literally that's, every bar. That's, that's every like bar. stereotypical yeah, people that's at a stereo- bars. Yeah. But no, not me. Not huh? me. Just go and have, you know, the 25 cent beers on Saturdays or Thursday college nights. Go and, and just have a few beers do, and relax, you know? I mean, I do have the attention of when I do go out to a bar, I'm either going to meet a girl, I either kiss her, something happens later. Not with the attention, like there's gonna be something bad that's gonna happen because I don't want that. I don't want that on my conscience. Sure. And you know, and I, that's why I don't like going to like big clubs is because there's like 500 guys that like to do that, and it's just it's not a good. Thing. It gets old. It really gets old, and yeah. it also gets annoying. Yeah, like, it does. Dude, these girls, they're young. Do you really want to go to jail for that? Like, cause you know, the biggest thing that I've noticed at bars is underage. Oh yeah, dude. dude that's oh my that's a little bit. That is literally a little bit. But they kick, but they're strict about it though. Yeah, but at least they mark you when you go into a little yeah. bit. They mark you and you have to pay a fine. You have to pay like was it fifteen bucks to get it a little bit? Yeah. You gotta show them your ID. And even if it's fake, they really are strict about that. They'll yeah. check it, dude. They will check it. That's why I like a little bit, is because yeah. they will like, you know, they'll make sure that you're not even like holding something yeah. on you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um I um I noticed though, like I noticed one time, there was a girl that had an X on her arm and she had she was drink, drinking. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say anything. I don't care. You do your own thing, but I just noticed it. And then mm. they they and it, but if they see that, I've seen them where they get on somebody and they say, "Get out of here." Yeah. Like, get out of here. You can't drink. Yeah. Leave. It actually yeah. happened to me a little bit too. Like I was with friends and stuff like that, and this girl, we were about the same age. We were like 20 at the time. And we got in. We're marked, and uh, she was drinking a beer, and we told her, "Hey, drink it fast so that the bouncers don't come and tell you to go." She drinks it fast, but the bouncer almost came and told us, "Hey, you gotta get out of here. Uh-huh. All of you guys gotta get out of here." I was like, "He did? No, he almost, he almost. He almost did." I was like, "God, thank. I'm not. You know, I don't condone underage drinking. I swear. But <laughs> when you want to have a good time, there's just no." problem having one drink Uh but don't try to be risky about it i think i think the best place i mean and it's legal in texas if you're 18 yeah but you have to be with your parents 
that's some places. It's, yeah, it's based off of the. It's at home. I think the be- that's the best at home with your yeah. f- and you're 18 and it's with your parents' permission. Yes. And I don't condone any. I still don't. I still think you need to be 21. You do need to be 21 because I think you're more responsible. You're. I mean, even though there's a lot of 21 year olds that are not. They act like they're five years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, and especially when they're drinking. But I, I still think that you need to be 21. I think that's the appropriate age. It really is the appropriate age, and it's for anything, dude. Like. And I'm not saying like drugs or anything, but like you know, if you're if you're a guy that's trying to dip or a girl that's trying to dip or trying to smoke a cigarette, be 21. Don't be 18. Don't mm-hmm. be stupid. There's yeah. no point in getting a fake ID. You know what, dude? I've seen. I, I've actually ran into some parents of kids that I that I coached, and they and I'm drinking a beer. I'm like, damn it, like because dude, that's like heartbreaking, isn't it? It is because you know it, I see the parents are like they're hey how are you you know they'll say hi to me and. And they're very nice. Mm. They're very nice people. That they they don't tell their kids. Hopefully they don't. Yeah. I mean, I really don't care. But last thing I want to say is the kids. You know, kids will stretch the truth. Yeah. Oh, I saw your 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 coach. He was there at the bar. He was drinking, and then oh, coach was getting drunk at the bar, and it's God. not true. They stretch the truth. What is with kids nowadays that like to like make huge drama? Like I, they do, man. Like oh man, I thought you know like the high school drama was over. No, I'm still seeing it. Like I'm 23 years old, and I'm seeing this still to this day, man. Yeah, it's it is, man. It, it, that's what I. That's why teachers are always on the limelight. You know, uh, you mess up, you're getting. You're yeah, getting it's something. on the news. It's there's a there's a double standard. Like for us, I mean, I want to be a, I want to be a PE teacher just like yeah. my dad, and I'm coaching obviously to yeah. try to help myself make some money and yeah. and you know get my foot in the door. Yeah. and that's all that's the reason why i'm doing exactly I'm, that's all and get experience that's why i'm doing this and but i realized i was like wow now i know what, i mean even though i'm not a teacher when you work with kids you're in the spotlight yes you are that's why i worry uh, that's why i don't drive drinking Eddie. because I, if I, i'll get a ride home just even if i'm not drunk because i don't get drunk i'm not but you get a little bit you know buzz or you're drinking even a little bit and something happens like i heard you drink maybe one beer or two and you get in an accident and you you even if you're not drunk and you kill somebody it's still manslaughter manslaughter and it doesn't matter if you're like like say if you're sober you get an accident it's still manslaughter yeah if you drink one beer it's manslaughter it the the extent of it it doesn't die down at anything it's manslaughter to anything Mm -hmm. sorry for the downbeat of that yeah Yeah. (laughs) sorry for going so dark yeah no yeah but you you see my point right yeah like and then imagine the oh coach said the oh uh manslaughter arrested for manslaughter drinking and driving you know what i mean yeah. i don't I, that's like my one of my worst fears that that's is why one of my worst fears too that and yeah, it's not and that's why i i have to take be extra mm-hmm. uh, precautionate well i take the precaution because you know my grandfather actually passed away of alcoholism so i try to make sure you know i don't fall in that that wagon that bandwagon of like all oh, this miserable alcoholics type stuff yeah and I try to keep away from that and I still get, you know, shit from my parents uh-huh. saying that, oh, you're drinking too much when you go well, Leo tells us, I'm like, I'm not drinking a lot. I really aren't. Like, if I'm by myself, I don't drink a lot. I just have my two beers and I go home. I don't sure. want, I don't want to drink that a lot. Uh-huh. That's just the big thing is that if you guys do drink underage, even though we don't condone it, because you know, we're responsible guys, if you're going to drink Irresponsibly, please be at home. You're safe. You're not driving anywhere, yeah. and just have one 
don't try to see if you're a badass yeah no i agree i agree with your parents Mm -hmm. you know your family there's nothing wrong with that but be responsible because a lot of people have lost their jobs they've ruined their careers because of one night and with a few bad with a few drinks yeah Uh, it just takes out one mistake just to ruin you mm -hmm. guys yeah we're uh, teachers are always like that man Like, like it's happened you know what happened twice with me where i went to a bar and a kid but this one time this kid saw me Mm. and i was with my dad and at the time he was his girlfriend and i was uh just there and he was like this kid saw me and i said look kid looks familiar but i didn't coach him yet i didn't coach him until track season this is before this is right before track season and then he was like yeah coach i saw you you were drinking a beer there with your your dad and your family and i was like yeah that was me but i said and he was i was like dang it like i really didn't want that but this but he was there it's because it was one of those bars where you could bring your your kids it was during the daytime yeah and it was it was like at 12 o'clock or no it was like two o'clock too it was like during saint patrick's weekend or you know and it was just we're just i didn't even drink that much dude i was just there to have a good time you know spend time with the family and but with i had a beer in my hand but like we discussed kids will no, even the they'll stretch the truth. They'll stretch the truth. They want to get like a rise. They want to be something mm-hmm. out of the ordinary. Oh my gosh! Did you hear coach? Did you hear coach Thea? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly. They that's want, what I don't. They I don't want to hear that. They want. They hear love that. drama, dude. They want to hear the news saying that. Oh, I caught this guy. Yes, I'm gonna get some money out of this because I just became famous. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, no, dude. Don't be like. That. Don't be like that. Don't, don't ruin like somebody's life. career because don't ruin somebody's life exactly because of that. Because you want attention. That's no. what I always keep, say. Keep There are certain things you should keep to yourself. And exactly. And the things that you should let out. Yes, of course. Absolutely. I believe anybody's, any teacher's personal life or any professional's personal life, you should stay out of it. Exactly. Yes. And I, that's what I always believe. Yeah. You always, if it's... Uh, Don't go on their Facebook. That's happened to me. They And, really, I, and I, I block them. Really be I block them. I block them. Facebook, any social media. Dude, I like, block it, it. There's, there's been, and I block them. I, I don't even talk. Block. Exactly. I, I don't. I block them immediately. I said I don't want to be dealing with that. Exactly. It's my, my, my time, is my time. Exactly. And it's my personal life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at, wherever you're at, if you're at work, you're a professional. Outside, relax. it's your time. It's your it's, time. It's your time. Whether you're at home, whether you're at the bar, whether you're at the club or anything like that, it's your time. Exactly. But be, please be responsible. Mm. That's all it is. How has your been? How has your commute been with all this El Paso construction? What do you think? It's like pretty much done on the west side. Um, what do you think of like the toll roads? Like that's something that we wanted to talk about. You know what? I really do like the toll road. I really like how it actually. You know, it cleaned up traffic a lot. You have noticed it a little bit. Yeah, like I did. going to downtown and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because you remember downtown used to be like packed by like four o'clock, two yeah. o'clock and stuff. And oh yeah. People that live on the east side, west side, they take the toll roads now mm-hmm. to get there, even though they gotta pay. Mm-hmm. But it really actually cleared up traffic. Even though I still think that you know, on the west side, there needs to be a little bit more development because even though we're a small part of El Paso, and there's a lot of things that we don't have, but the east side has. Eastside has everything, dude. Yeah, Eastside is growing. We were talking about that on the last podcast. How the Eastside is like expanded, like beyond belief. Yeah, it really has. It, dude, it's expanded all the way past Joe Battle, man. 
Yeah, like, it has all the way out there. It's it's insane. Like, oh, I went to this like party with my dad and his friend a while back, and we were it was just it was our friend's family, yeah. and it was like far east side. We had to take Loop three seventy five, and yeah. I looked. It looked like another town. Exactly. I was dude. like, bro, this is El Paso. This is. I, it was surreal. Dude, it was like. I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was far east. Like, yeah, dude. Where, like, I think maybe the Pebble Hills area. Dude. Like the Pebble Hills High School area. Yeah. Yeah. Man, dude. Like, I, and that's why I think that the West Side needs more development, dude. Like, we're small. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that. The West Side of El Paso is very small. But yeah. there's a lot of things that there needs to be here. You know, my dad. I actually talked to this about my this exact situation with my dad so my dad's a geologist he said there's not a lot of development that can be done here because of the geological landscape of the west side of El Paso mm-hmm. east side it's dirt west side it's boulders and rocks underneath us yeah exactly so it's it a is. lot harder to like make houses make buildings and stuff like that because they got pull out huge chunks of crust yeah and minerals. no yeah I didn't think about that that's yeah. true because it's a mountain yeah because we're like so close to the mountain yeah Wow, I didn't think about that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, dude. That's a good way to think. Like, I mean, it's, and it's true. So, I mean, I, I mean, me personally, I love the West Side. I, like, I don't think I could live anywhere else. But the East Side is like, dude, it's like a whole I, nother town. Basically. It is. It is in a whole nother town. I've been to all. I've never haven't seen all the of all the East Side. I've seen all of the West Side. I've mm. seen all of you know maybe going to Canotillo. I've seen all of Anthony. Like. Oh, that's new in Texas still, and I've mm. seen all of the central. I've seen all of south. I've seen like the beginning of the east side, like the Sierra Vista area. I've seen yeah. a lot of that. I haven't seen anything that's major past maybe the Zaragoza area. I haven't seen past that. If you go on the freeway, yeah, I, and I haven't seen past like where Pebble Hills and all that is. I haven't seen it. I've been to some of those high schools, yeah. but there's some high schools. I'm like, dude, there's there's another high school out there, like that, dude. Like it's a it's a whole new phenomenon, dude, out there on the east side. It is. Like it's not even considered El Paso anymore. It's like no, it's not. It's like making it your own town. Like I've been pretty much everywhere on El Paso. Mm-hmm. I've been south, central, northeast, west side. Yeah, the northeast is another one I forgot. Yeah, I've and been of all parts. And it's developing too. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's developing because the last time I was on there, I went to go see a friend, and they have new restaurants, new shopping centers, and I'm like man this is a whole new thing like it's just it's just constant constant development all over El Paso mm. but the west side because of that geological landscape it's hard to you know produce things here yeah it is like the best things that people could do are new houses and that's about it mm-hmm. yeah I mean they're building that great that wolf lodge yeah like they built the new Walmart and all that but that's it took a while it really did yeah, it took a while to actually yeah, like get to something like that three three two years to make that yeah that west town mm-hmm. dude like and that's just all new development man mm-hmm. like it's like i'm glad that they made top golf now yeah. they've made on the freeway they've made that what is it the i fly yeah they i haven't been i haven't yet to be there i heard it's expensive to get yeah, in there hell yeah, hell and yeah, it takes it forever to get in to go fly i think it yeah. takes like it's like a 45 minute week to get in yeah, I'd rather go to Top Golf with like maybe twenty minutes just to go onto yeah. a deck. Yeah, now you can just walk right in and yeah. get in into a deck, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I, I've been wanting to go now that the weather's. I would notice that the weather's getting a lot warmer. Oh. I mean, I don't know who knows it might get cold again, but yeah. 
like it's what today was like maybe 63 degrees yeah like 60 66 something like so, that oh really 66 yeah something so like i that. mean it's 60 right now but the high was like 62 like tomorrow will be 64 and saturday will be 67 yeah, the dude. highs like it's starting to get warm it's now. starting to get warm the rest of the week it's still 60s and next saturday will be 67 as well curse you global warming <laughs> courtesy of good old v8s and global warming bro the diesel truck engines. diesel though. truck engines yep <coughs> yeah yeah i think i think that uh <clears throat> i think that once the weather changes i think i'll start going to top golf again i know there's heaters and there's a lot of uh cool yeah. A lot of stuff out. Yeah, that you, you you can stay warm yeah. in there, but I prefer when it's nice and warm. Mm. It's hot out, or not too hot, but you know it's. Oh god, not when it's too hot, man. Huh? Not when it's not too, when it's too hot. hot. At least man. you're under the shade. That's what I say. Yeah. When I go, I like to go play golf like in March, April, when the gr grass is starting to become green. Yeah. I like, and then in the summer, yeah, I'll play in the summer, but I'll play in the far afternoon or early morning. I yeah. used to play at twelve. I don't know how I would do that, bro. That was like those like, go eat lunch and then go play. Oh my gosh, bro! Sunsets oh, are the best. The sunset tea times are the best times to go play golf. <sighs> you say that? <laughs> I played those sunset tea times. I played in eighteen. I got out of work at like four. Went to go play at the Cornell Con mm -hmm. Country Club golf course. I finished at like six o'clock when the daylight saving time was still there. Yeah, and it was dark. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't see my ball. I was like. Man, this is ridiculous. I got there, there was go. there was this thing that they had. It was called night golf. Yeah, I've never tried it, but with you, it's there's no lights. It's like like a glow in the dark golf ball. Yeah, they don't work. No, no, nah, because my parents had done a tournament like that before. Yeah, they don't work whatsoever. Yeah. I I would like to play golf a night golf where there's a lot of lights. I've mm. seen like there's places that I have that. Yeah, I've heard that there's courses out there that have like stadium lights and everything, so yeah. you can play golf. Imagine how much money that is Dude, that to get to stadium be, lights on a 18-hole course or 27-hole course. Like almost a million dollars just to get that. <sighs> That's ridiculous, but I would love to try it one day. I would like to try like, it one day. Like, go for a 7 o'clock tea time and then go play golf. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right, now we'll be closing in on this last uh, segment of the Drew Entertainment Podcast. Do you have any last thoughts before we end it? To all those out there, please listen to the podcast. It's really cool. This man's yeah. amazing. Thank you. Always a good friend. It. Yeah, he's a good Elijah's a good friend of mine too. We're the Elijahs. <laughs> Elijahs, the Mr. E's of everything. Yeah, we're the Mr. E's. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate having you on the podcast, oh, Elijah. Man. Thank you so much. You know, um, hopefully, I can have you in a future episode. Hopefully, we'll, man. you can come back and we can talk more about some other stuff. We'll hopefully, come up with dude. some good ideas. All right, we appreciate everybody that stopped by and listened on the episode four of the Drew Entertainment Podcast. It is approximately 5.30 on a Thursday evening. I appreciate everybody listening to the Drew Entertainment Podcast, hosted by myself, Elijah Sadio, a.k.a. DJ Jaru. I appreciate all that listen, and have a wonderful night.